podcast, we would just be talking and it, this wouldn't be live. So it's something very innate to this app. But uh, you're right. Ignore that. Um, but I think that we come up with a few concepts that we think could work and look up a few news stories and then try to put them all together at the end. And we'll do like little beginning, middles, and ends and see how they can all meld together. Does that work? Yes. I've got um, something to start us off with here. Okay. What do you got to start us off? Well, because when I think headlines, I think just this year, uh, just real quick, I'll throw out for this year, how there's a ton of um, open houses and empty homes and uh, there's a ton of homeless people on the street. And then you think maybe like they get their little uh, squad together and, and uh, somehow, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, help the world and uh, make it uh, solve the homeless issue as I pass a homeless person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, like a Brewster's Millions type of pay it forward. And yeah, there's a lot of open houses and empty houses going on. And maybe these homeless people find an empty house uh, and they just start squatting in it and they turn their life around and they open like mm-hmm. a Build a family. Shop. What'd you say? Build a family, like with their other homeless folk, you know, like a like a a family, you know, not a real family family, like with blood, but a family. Right. They, a family that you you choose for yourself, right? Like a rent family. Yeah. How about, oh, how about this? They find um, model homes that have been like abandoned because nobody's looking at model homes because it's Corona. Right. And uh, then they, they live in these model homes. They live the life. And then question mark, actually, that's all, I've ha- that's all I have. Other than the family aspect of it with the love and the day in real life kind of moments. Right. Do all, are all of them homeless or is, are all of them just kind of lost in the midst of a global pandemic? Maybe there's a homeless They're homeless person. and lost in the middle of a pandemic. Right. But like, I don't know that we need three homeless people, right? Because I think everyone is homeless in the sense, in one way or the other in our, in these characters that come together in this family, right? Whether that means an actual home or missing some piece of family in the home or culture in the home. Ooh just lost yeah 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 yeah. okay so they're 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 each one of them tries that idea of the model homes and then at first they're like get out of here this is my area you know but then they become friends you know help each other right maybe it's like it starts with like some schmuck and he's just like a miserable lawyer who's super jaded with his job disillusioned law school he wanted to be a public defender but he uh he goes to a firm because he wants to pay his loans and he keeps up because he has the fancy apartment in Santa Monica. And then he's like, he's, but he works all the time and he's really depressed. And he goes out and he's walking on the grass in front of Santa Monica. And there's this homeless guy who also, because he's lost his job, is you know had a little bit of issue with drugs and he's on the ground. And somehow their paths meet and it starts with friction. It gets to a place of bliss, right? Get to a place of what? understanding and bliss and they and that starts kind of this family right and he yes he helps them eventually like get a home right oh yeah okay i got it i'm seeing it you know i don't think damn it i can't remember that actor's name because i'm picturing somebody for this role but i can't think of his name it'll come to me um for which one the lawyer or the for uh, the lawyer I, i think it's zach braff Ugh, no i can't no zach braff in any of the movies ever Sorry. Okay, no, I that, hate his face. Fine. I that's, can't that's deal with good... his face. It's his face. That's good. Daryl, if you're listening, no, Daryl's not. 
<laughs> I'm okay with that. Let's make that a rule. That's fine. Um, I think he <laughs> looks like pretty Jewy. Yeah, I see where I see what you're saying with that. Yeah. Um, well, well, I was obviously my first instinct to go to any any character that has that type of vibe is John Hamm, obviously. But that's not who I'm seeing here. I'm seeing more of like a long. John Hamm's a little too kinda... cool for this depressed guy who's really angry at yeah. life. I think. I'm catching him a little bit greasy, like he doesn't really, and he's got a little bit longer of hair, like the kind that you know old school stockbrokers have. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't p- quit picture this guy. He looks like Anthony LaPaglia, but he's he's less uh, less put together. And maybe Anthony LaPaglia in Mixed Nuts. I don't think I've seen that. Let me let me look up what his character looks he's like. A, he's a mess. What was his character's name? Um, Who's not though? Felix. Right? Felix. His character's name was Felix. Okay. Yeah, I think Anthony LaPaglia is too old. Well, yeah, I meant Anthony. Okay, yeah, we're talking about an imaginary actor. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what about a younger him? And I'm like, oh, that doesn't exist. No, but that's right. You told me to put up mixed nuts. And yeah, the Felix character, like you then? see him. He's pathetic. He's kind of greasy. Yeah. Doesn't look like disheveled. I still think he looks a little too waspy or like Anglo-Saxony for me. I want like a little or Italian. I guess he's Italian, right? I don't know. Yeah, I see. Maybe it's my own Jew-centered heritage that I am like. This is a Jewish nerdy person, but I I like his look in mixed nuts. Um, yeah. Well, hold on. I have a question. Um, okay. Are we going to propose another headline, or are we going with this one? No, you're I was right. Thinking we're, about... we're diving. We haven't really fully developed this plot either. So that makes sense. Let's go with a few more. So we know homeless people got us to this idea that, like, this guy that works at a firm and this homeless guy that lives, sleeps on Santa Monica, we might change the location later. Somehow meet. There's other members of this family. So let's figure out. And we know at some point we need to bring in, like, breast milk storyline. Well, then we don't have to. That could be a separate thing. Like, we're just throwing out ideas and we haven't, like, settled on one. Maybe we should set a timer to where, like, that's when we have to decide. Sure. This I, is like, I love all this of that. Is rapid writer's room. I love the breast milk. Breast milk's got to come in at some point. So are any headlines open, like, from any headlines from the past? Like, I guess, historical events, things like well, that? Well, I'm just actually going on Huffington Post right now. And I'm, gonna bring in I'm interested stuff. in, here's a story that I really liked. And the only reason I liked it is because it's, okay, I can't say it. It's close to a location that I know. Um, and it's the story of Rebecca Schaefer. Have you ever heard of this story? No. I don't think they've made a movie out of this, but it's totally a Lifetime movie. Like Justice for Rebecca, you know, the Rebecca Schaefer story. I w- that's kind of a ripoff of Justice for Annie with Danica McKellar, but it doesn't matter. So it's... um. It's this girl. She was like an up and coming actress. She was like 19, 20, and she, she was just starting to get a name for herself. And she was very sweet to her fans. She would always respond to her fans. And then there was one fan who was very much obsessed with her, but she didn't really understand that. And she was always very nice. And then she got a role in this sitcom, and the sitcom wasn't doing so well. But then she's like doing other movies and things. And then, long story short, that crazy fan comes to her house and shoots her. 
and she oh, dies. I remember this like Hollywood true story. Wasn't she like a Playboy playmate too? No, no, she was not. She was just a kid. Maybe you're, there was because there was another woman who was. Um, what's her name? Oh, it's like Zerlina mm, or uh, Max. No, it's not Zerlina Maxwell. What's her name? Her name is. Well, I don't Selena, know, but there was Selena a level. was killed by a fan from someone from her fan club. Yes, Yolanda. Mexican. But that was already that was already a movie. But it is right. kind of similar. But it's but, interesting. You know, when it's you sort of a trope, right? Soccer. Crazy fan Ooh. kills star. Oh, right? but wait, but wait. We see it completely through his perspective. How about that? Because he his the whole story of, of what he did when he got here is like he he like walked around the neighborhood, asked people if Rebecca Schaefer lived there. He like went to go eat at a diner nearby uh, before he went over to kill her and like that kind of stuff. That's very like uh, Pulp Fiction-y and that kind of vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm kind of getting an image of assassins right now. And um, you know, I the guy that was, well, you know, you know the story of Jodie Foster, right? And she's in Taxi. Oh yeah, and then, yeah. And then well, you yeah, got the guy uh, that kicked Ronald Jr. Reagan. Um, I did a report on him in 11th grade. Yeah. Um, what's his name? I mean that that particular John Hinckley Jr. I did yeah, an, John an, Hinckley an, Jr. A, a, I did a report on John Hinckley Jr. in 11th grade. It was it was a lot of fun for me to look into that because, yeah, she was he was she was at Yale, you know, and it, it, yeah, go on. Well, he was obsessed before that. He's still obsessed, yeah. apparently. But he showed oh, up at her. That sucks. Yeah, but he's on limited release, so watch out, Jody. Watch out. Have they done a John Hinckley? How is he out? Never mind. Have they done a John Hinckley Jr. movie yet? Well, he- I don't think Jody Foster would ever want that. They, he, he was, uh, they pled NGRI, so they won NGRI. And what happens when you, in most states, when you win NGRI, people, you don't actually win. It means you get to go to a mental health hospital where they should put people who need mental health treatment as opposed to prison, which is good. And he's gotten treatment yes. for a long time. So they don't let people, like, be on limited release. He'll be on, he's being supervised. Uh, so for the rest of his life, you know, it's, it's probably good that he's able to get some freedom and, and some help, even though he's... You know, shot a president. I guess if we should, if we can have sympathy for John Hinckley Jr. When you're really woke. Yeah, John I mean, Jr. I, I might be showing my sleeve a little bit about what I do in my day job, but I, uh, I definitely am pretty dedicated to like criminal justice reform and, and trying to fix. Oh yeah, I should be picking up on that. Issues, um, and legal issues around that. But do you want to uh, have like a? For this movie, like, do you want, um, yeah, do you want it to be just like a, a stupid movie or like an actual, like, I have a message, you know, Oscar worthy? I don't know. And like, is it really Oscar worthy if like we go in? I don't know that we need to go in with that intention. I, let's keep going with the flow. Let's pick up some headlines and see where we go. I just want to know how pretentious we need to make it. You know what I mean? Like, how, how, where's the line of dramatic and camp? Right. I mean, maybe it's, Maybe it's what we did with the other one we were talking about, where we go back, we start with a lifetime, and we realize it's just too good, and we give it to Ryan Murphy. <laughs> that's that's the general consensus uh, uh, of what our show is, essentially. Right. Too good, eventually we'll give it to Ryan Murphy. Right. <laughs> Who I ultimately want to work with. I want to work with him. I wrote a pilot, and I wrote a part for Sarah Paulson. I want, I want her. I want her. You. Okay, well, if you really want her in your movie, like, don't go a little less on the want her, but... No, it's, 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 
it's a it's a pipe dream, but I believe in it. But right. anyway, okay, so we've got Rebecca Schaefer, we got John Hinckley Jr., we had the homeless, and I really as I by the way, I passed like three homeless people on this walk so far. The one I just just passed had really cute socks but no shoes and Aww. looked very very, very lost and sad. And like it's it I, I, I know a couple of homeless people and it's like I wanna I wanna give you like this right here. This is for lease. Can't we just make this better you know throw it in here for the lease like this is open this is open there's so much open space indoors and it's only here to block our fucking view of the sunset or the sunrise and if right. it's going to be here blocking my view then it better be in use right like the mall the mall is a big fucking giant waste of space just 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 make the mall into a homeless shelter one big homeless shelter and then yeah and and I think get away, get get rid of parking tickets, and instead focus on littering tickets. And then you, you then that'll beautify the neighborhood. And and the littering tickets, you can charge so much more for them, and you can't go to fucking traffic school or whatever, you know. Right. I, I think focusing on different things. Uh, but anyway, anyway, that's beside the point. Um, what if I had an idea though? What if the homeless guy has he's, he's suffering from bipolar schizophrenia, and he didn't used to be homeless, and later that gets revealed sort of as the lawyer character gets to know him. Um, and at first, the homeless guy sort of also has this fascination with some type of celebrity or star, uh, like a John Hinckley Jr., Jody Foster uh, fascination trope type of thing that he kind of gets through after he gets back on his proper medication while he's also forging this friendship with uh, the lawyer character. Um, and they kind of work together to get back to a place of stability for both of them. Well, that's a very heartwarming flick. It's a, it's it's that's but the, the problem that might be too, that might be too heartwarming for me. But what if there's like music and it's really slapstick, <laughs> like a buddy comedy almost? Right, like it's sort of absurdist because like you think that this would be like too melodramatic because he's dealing with all these like really hard issues of schizophrenia bipolar and how he's kind of gotten you know the western medicine mental health infrastructure has totally screwed him and has ended him up homeless and this lawyer has kind of on the other end of this probably came from really privileged background is on antidepressants and made it through law school but is super depressed and on the verge of suicide and they both kind of help each other from different ends of that we have a broken healthcare system but it's really funny the whole thing is you're just laughing and you don't even think about that. That's just like a message in the background. Okay. Okay. I, I, I like you that. I do. You don't buy it, do you? No, I do, I do like it, but it, there's just, it's not dramatic enough. Uh, it's, it's, that's, t t I want, I want drama and intrigue. This is more uh, safe. It's, it's, okay. it's a safe movie. All right. I'm let's not reserve, let's reserve some of those ideas and keep going through some of the headlines. Should we answer some of these bubbles? Oh, we have bubbles. Cool. So, guys, I love where you guys are going with these two protagonists. But rather than have this be a movie, can we make it like a three-part HBO event where you have two protagonists? It's always a homeless person and then somebody else. Because I feel like that homeless person has a friend out there who is absolutely gorgeous and that came from a broken home and has lived life on the streets since she was 15. And that there is this photographer who passes her every day and he sort of 
mocked her like oh you know you would be great in like that poor chic sort of way but on this particular day he's fired from his job for being misogynistic and he's looking at her different like realizing that like his behavior has been so horrible and he only has enough money to like pay for one month of rent at his apartment so he invites her to stay he makes her his muse what do you guys think i love that i i don't know that we need that to be and I don't know if this is what she was saying, like three different things in a three different HBO. I think it could be one movie, but I don't know. I also like a three-part series. What do you think? I like the series part because, you know, homeless people touch you every day and you touch a homeless person every day or like people touch people, you know, so it's like a... Other than uh, social distancing. <laughs> I meant <laughs> metaphoric. Metaphoric. I know. I, I was just making a simple joke. Um, no, it was good. It was good. But I'm just not excited. I'm just not excited. I want to get excited. You know, like if you give me, I'm better if maybe not better, but go through the, the, the Huff post that you had up. And like, if I get like an actress in my head immediately, that's what I'm excited. Like when we were talking about the Lisa Frank story up until, um, up until you chimed in, like to start thinking about who would play, that's when I started to get excited about it. And I can picture it better. Right. The animated series with Wendy Malick. Right. We went in. I I want it. Right, let's do this other bubble. Let's pop it. Pop okay. in now. And so in this process of her becoming the subject, she shares stories about other friends she has that are on the streets. Guys, girls, children. And given that this guy only has like a month left in his massive apartment, that he starts to, in a very careful fashion, like curate them. Um, and, like, invite them in and make them subjects as well. And he posts them at, like, the local coffee shop. And then another company that, like, needs a photographer sees, like, the postings. They hire him. And then these people that are poor, we don't know what happens. We don't know what happens to the photographs. But it sort of, like, ends there. And then it goes on to maybe, like, part three. But I love a good story of showing, like homeless people through a human lens um so three parts definitely i i think i got an idea with this whole this whole thing make it like a kind of because it's kind of got a christmas carol vibe to it so maybe we make like make it into like a christmas special because um remember that episode of saved by the bell that went on around around christmas and uh zach was dating that homeless girl no, I don't remember that exact episode, but tell me about it. That just did. So that episode. It's oh. like there's something about homeless and Christmas that hasn't really been truly revisited, you know, uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a way that gives us a message of like, not just, oh, look, white people care, but like, uh, you, can, you can do this easy, you know? You could do this tomorrow. Try this at home, kids, you know? Right, Something right that now. everybody would do on Christmas. Right. Like, do better society be more woke care about homeless people and do it on christmas but i'm liking it i'm seeing a lot of diner diner moments um like oh but but like is it pre or post covid see that's always an issue here like this whole post covid world i don't want to fill it with masks and things at all um but i don't what do you think i like it i still want to go through a little bit more ideas keep on coming with the comments guys um Oh but, sure, yeah. Like I was just thinking in general, like in a post-COVID world, or, or is or is this like 
you know, Stranger Things. It's taking place before, and you know, you know what I mean. Like our, in in general, whatever whatever plot we go with, right? Like, unless or, it's a Corona plot, or a universe that COVID doesn't even exist and never existed, right? R- right, which is pretty much just 2019 prior. <laughs> right, right. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, one thing that when she was talking that made me think that she was basically coming up with the sequel to Sweet November. Do you remember that movie? Vaguely. I mean, I remember the song with Enya. Who can say where the road goes? goes. And I know it's uh, Keanu and I know it's Charlize. And I remember the cover with the kind of brown background and they're both nude, but they're covered properly. That. (laughs) Right. It's very intimate and raw. Yeah, Sweet November. Uh, But yeah, uh, I don't remember any. was, Was Keanu homeless? No, but Charlize Theron is sort of homeless and she befriends like a lot of kind of like homelessy people and she's a very good person. Um, but then it homelessy. It's very um it's very uh what am I thinking? That old Christmas story about uh the guy doesn't let his de- he doesn't let his worker leave, but uh Tiny Kim is his son and uh and he's, he's visited by the three ghosts of Christmas. What's that called? Christmas Carol. That's what I brought up uh, just right, a right, right, right. minutes you, ago. Right, right, right. So it's like a Christmas Carol in that, uh, and it's sort of like what we talked about earlier. Keanu Reeves is kind of this grumpy, like, ad salesman. Charlie Sterone is, uh, is this, like, kind of an indie pixie dream girl trope, but, like, helps the homeless and she saves Keanu Reeves but then it's revealed that like she's dying of cancer and she wanted her goal was to make him a better person uh, oh right yeah talking, it made me think like this is the sequel where like Keanu Reeves is now kind of like dying and he's changing his ways but I don't know I just for some reason I got really big uh, sweet November vibes from what she was saying um, and I'm gonna need more from her I hope she hope she returns yeah, give us more of where you think we're going. Um, but let's let's pop some headlines for sure. So Yes, please. One thing that's happening Sweet right happening. now is Sweden's king says we failed the light touch COVID policy. So do you, if you remember, Sweden in the beginning said we're going to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. We're going to try to get herd immunity by just ignoring entirely social distancing, right? And see mm-hmm. if people will just build up the immunity much faster. Essentially, mm-hmm. like, let the old people die kind of vibe. But, um, mm-hmm. and now he's coming out and he's apologizing about that, um, I guess, and saying that that wasn't the right way to approach it. Uh, and I'm not getting any uh, ideas or TV show ideas other than like a musical, like a Vita type vibe where the Swedish king is singing about, I failed my country. I yeah. thought it'd be great to just kill the old people and get back to business, but it didn't work. But I don't know if it really I like works that. with our movie stuff. I don't, only image I had was uh, like the the daughter like a like within somewhere within one one person's story within this world where he's where they're close to the king you know like kind of like a princess diaries type vibe um 
You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Like, daddy did this, you know? Right. Um, and then there's another article about how Tucker Carlson is slammed for sowing doubt about COVID-19. Sorry. That's okay. Um, so I think Tucker Carlson, you know, um, Fox News clown has been attacked for uh, talking about how he doubts the vaccine, bringing delegitimacy to what we need to get us out of this mess type of thing. Okay, so now we put that together with the previous headline, and we're coming on to more of a of a global thing. And now we can bring Kiefer Sutherland in in a twenty four style type way, right? <laughs> right, Kiefer Sutherland to stop everything. But he's a publicist, right? For the for the CDC, but he's been disenfranchised by a Republican administration, and he has to like go against the protocols that they've set to try yes, to legitimize yes. this disease control. Or maybe he works for who? You know, either CDC or who? They have different vibes because is he oppressed by his own administration and he's working from the inside, or is he just combating disinformation from the American media and beyond? I don't know. But- he's a he's rogue. He's rogue. They're telling him to to keep this you know hoax uh, like oh tell everybody it's a hoax that kind of thing or 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 spread misinformation and then his conscience starts to play in because he's got a wife and kids and uh and not only that uh he 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 feels bad that he gets special treatment you know because he works for uh, a government entity and they 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 value their employees lives more so they uh, tell everybody else to not really social distance or anything but they're doing it themselves you know right but you said um, both is, is he work for world health organization or cdc i think CDC. oh i did i don't know anything about those two organizations other than so what CDC they stand is the for u.s government right so that's our center for disease control whereas world health organization is essentially part of the united nations and it's our global body for the world health mm. organization so okay and i'm thinking about. that we've got a two-parter now, no, not a two-parter, but two main characters now. We've got Kiefer Sutherland from one entity, and then we've got his female love interest uh, from the other entity, um, and they somehow cross paths because they find out that they're they're both rogue, you know, because they're they're trained to not uh, question their instructions or or what the, what they're being told to do, and the, you know, you know what I mean, like how government stuff is. Yeah, I I like that. I think. The, who we're thinking is as the Kiefer Sutherland character that I might want to switch to Sarah Paulson is uh, <laughs> working for CDC and he's getting help and guidance from the World Health Organization because they're going to be seen more as the good guy objective when you're working in the Trump administration, right? And so Kiefer Sutherland is like a career bureaucrat, epidemiologist, kind of like Anthony Fauci character. Uh, but I actually think we flip it and make that character who we think of usually as the traditional male hero character and make it Sarah Paulson just to keep everyone's head spinning. And then the love well, I think is a male who works at the World Health or a woman or a female. Oh, I, know, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I was picturing it like equal screen time for both and it's dual co-stars. I wasn't seeing it from where one's the main, one's the other. It, oh. It's a, it's a, it's an equal thing where Sarah Paulson can totally be one and then Thing, the Kiefer Sutherland can be in one, but at the same time, I don't like Kiefer Sutherland and Sarah Paulson together. No, no, I was thinking Sarah Paulson would take over the male role, and we would get like a more. Oh, like have it be a woman, two women. Yeah, right. Like it, oh, okay, yeah. Centered. That's good. That's good. Um, well, th- are we are we going to have a comedic edge? Because if so, then obviously Kate McKinnon. 
Okay, so they're both lesbian. I was okay. I thought she would have a man. I don't know. Interest. Why would? But you oh, know what? I, I like picturing... that. Okay, I like this. <laughs> so Sarah Paulson works at the. <laughs> she is it's too easy. No, it's too easy. It's too easy. Uh, it, there's something wrong with it. It's 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 too easy. It's too simple of a formula. It's lazy. It's lazy. We the lesbian more. formula. Yes, I mean I want to do a definitely a lesbian aspect of it, but not um not in too traditional of a of a of a of a cross cross starred lovers or star cross. Okay, let's let's not way. worry about the rom- the romance aspect because that was sort of yes. us getting sidetracked. We know someone works yes. at the CDC. They're trying to fight their own government. Does this interact with our story about the lawyer and the homeless guy? It could. We could have this. We could, because you know how they've got three different sets of, of characters whose storylines haven't crossed yet, but they will. And and then you care more about one group than the other. You know, like oh, yeah. if these walls could talk. Yeah. Also, have you seen Pandemic? No. <laughs> I haven't um, seen a lot of movies. I was talking to Tony about that earlier. Tony Barfaloni. And I was saying how, name a movie that everybody's seen and I haven't seen it. But name a Lifetime movie, I'm probably saying that. Okay. I'm a TV person. <laughs> That's okay. TV's where it's at these days, right? Like, movies are sort of just a, a heyday. And the only real movies that come out anymore are, like, Marvel movies. So that makes sense. Um, but what was I talking about? Oh, Pandemic. Is that what I'm thinking of? Or am I thinking of Outbreak? I don't know. One of the Pandemic movies that has uh, Orlando Bloom and not Orlando Bloom. It has, uh, who's in Titanic? the main stars of titanic leonardo dicaprio and kate winslet yeah kate winslet is in the pandemic and or it's called outbreak one of them the same movie with gwyneth paltrow and she plays like the lead epidemiologist at the cdc and she's like Mm -hmm. trying to figure all this out but like in that movie they never envisioned what would happen here with like all this like misinformation from our own government so i think there's sort of a take on that and either the Kiefer sutherland or sarah paulson is um uh, major question major CDC. question yeah are we having it be the actual trump administration or are we just making a fictional administration i want to go with fictional yeah we could do a fictional administration great okay um and i definitely see sarah paulson with her briefcase are we in the future where are we i don't know do you want to be like <laughs> i think i just i think i just COVID? figured this out let me write this down because i think turtle you and i um not only ripping headlines or, you know, ours, but um, building a movie around Sarah Paulson. <laughs> maybe we don't need, maybe that rule is a little bit too, too, uh, too much diminishing. It seems to, it seems to work for Ryan Murphy. <laughs> right. But he might also have some type of contract where uh, we can't really steal her type of thing. No, of course. Well, this isn't obviously this isn't real, but okay. Uh, right, you were talking right. about outbreak and, uh, and okay. uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay, next headline, right? The problem is, right. is all the headlines are about COVID right now. Well, well yeah, every- you got to go back in time. Go to like the 1992s. Uh, 1992s. <laughs> just type in 1992 headlines. 1992 headlines. Well, I'm just going to go to the entertainment section of HuffPost and see what that's saying. Oh, so you wanted to, you wanted to have the stars play themselves? Oh, no. no I just, sometimes obviously, it there's will give movies us about ideas. Okay. Or we can I like I like real life stuff. So yeah, go for it. There's a story about how the Bachelorette contestant raped 
She alleged that a bachelorette contestant raped her. The show's investigation was a letdown. So that's another like uh, story about Me Too and reality television. But that's already a show, right? That's called uh, yeah, um, called? Unreal. 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 Yeah, that trope, that storyline's already been done. Um, there was also an episode of Law and Order Special Victims Unit about it. Uh, That's why I say go back to the go back to the nineties, go or go back to the eighties or the seventies or something. Like go back to a different time. Okay, well, in just one second, I want to look at one more thing. Early like, zeros is a good time too. Weird news is also kind of fun sometimes. I used to be so up on the news, but Oof. there's that Theranos story if you remember that. I know they're making a movie about that anyway. Theranos? What's that? That lady, Elizabeth Holmes, where she claimed to have invented something that can, I can't, I can't remember exactly, but can tell you what diseases you have or something like that based on just a drop of your blood. And oh, um, right. she's like a, she's like a San Francisco, she's like a um, Silicon Valley, like billionaire, right? And she like yeah, created she, this corporation yeah. that is just fake, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't. They're do definitely anything. already making then, a movie about that. Yeah, they are, but it's been forever. Like that story was what 2015. It's like, come on, how long does it take to get Sarah Paulson? <laughs> right, but you're going to the litigation on that. So, like, you're definitely going to be like a Ryan Murphy, uh, true story, legal drama. Uh, I don't remember what that spinoff is called, but you know the one where uh, they did uh, the OJ. OJ. Yeah, now they're yeah. going to do Monica Um The People versus OJ Simpson. Right. So, like, they're definitely going to make one of those of that or something like that. <laughs> he probably specifically picks headlines that he knows that are parts Sarah Paulson can play. <laughs> yeah, she could definitely play that character. I'm telling you, like, I built, I, 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 I don't know. I, there's something about her. <laughs> something about her. She's just this magic she is. Her birthday, by the way, but when I wanted to say, when you were talking about the Lisa Frank stuff with us, that was Sarah Paulson's birthday, her actual birthday, December 17th. Oh, wow. I thought that well, was bizarre the next day. Happy belated birthday, Sarah Paulson. Okay, so we've got, um, we've got, let's see, Rebecca Schaefer. You know what else I'm thinking of Jr. that I was thinking about the other day is just like, there has to be like a zombie revenge of the Karens, right? type of movies that everyone's thinking about right now with all of the talk during, you know, uh, COVID about Karens and like them attacking and how crazy they are. And like the Karens and the Beckys and the Chads type of thing where that's like going to be a big trope and, and zombie movie. But I don't know if that plays into anything that we've come up with our brainstorming so far. No, I think that's a separate, totally separate genre, like a more campy, like um, right. a series of movies, like uh, Bill and Ted's type of thing. Right. I think it's like I'm a look get out meets zombie meets co- like lots and lots of Karens and Kristen Wiig is in it. Kristen Wiig. <laughs> yeah, somebody of her stature who can carry on a physical humor as well. It's a cheap humor, kind of like, a, yeah, an SNL style. See, the problem with looking up top things of like 1992 or whatever is like, it's probably. Well, I'm in the 2000s. 
Okay. A lot of it's Let's... already been done. Right. Because if it's the top. Oh, how about Y two K? Remember Y two K? Yeah. Let's see here. We could do like a Me Too angle of the women's soccer team, like the Mia Hamm type of era. You remember the Brandy Chastain bit? Yeah. Yeah, we could throw a Me Too angle onto that, like women in soccer. I, I think we could do that. I don't know how far that goes as a plot line, right? Other than like sort of turns into Bend It Like Beckham type thing, right? I haven't seen Bennett like Beckham, but go on. I'm just I'm just throwing out ideas over here. I like it. I like it. Um, I kind of like what we had with the CDC, and I really like that. I'm kind of drawn to it now because I like the idea of uh, the two separate entities. I like the idea of them both being rogue. I see Sarah Paulson with her briefcase and her like very serious face and her wanting to save the world face. And maybe something important is in this briefcase. I don't know. Um, but, and then maybe not Kiefer Sutherland to her love interest, but he's also a fellow roguer. Maybe even not the other main character, maybe somebody that she works with there. I definitely see like a sidekick for her, you know? What if Kiefer Sutherland is that lawyer? Who's like kind of suicidal? And oh, the homeless lawyer. <laughs> well, not no, no. The homeless guy's a different character, right? I know, I know. I call it a homeless lawyer because oh, he like he's, he feels he feels homeless. Right, he feels homeless on the inside. Right, going back to that. Um, I feel homeless all the time, even inside my home. Um, <laughs> and he, so like Sarah Paulson becomes part of that family, right? family not your family and first he meets the homeless guy and the homeless guy's sister who he's estranged from is sarah paulson at who works at the cdc in atlanta right oh you're blending okay oh yeah okay yeah yeah he could be like maybe okay but that doesn't uh see i want an angle where she went into this because of her brother you know she went into like being an epidemiologist because of her brother. Tell me what an epidemiologist is. <laughs> epidemiologist is someone who uh, studies pandemics, right? And studies uh, diseases. I thought so. I just wasn't sure if like, cause that's all you study. Like how much is there to really study, you know? Well, they, they've all been training <laughs> for years and, and years. A virus. They've been training for years and years for, for this. But I mean, uh, you know, they, they're on, they've never had something like this since, you know, 1916 and the Spanish flu, but they've been preparing, you know, they have Ebola. The thing is, is usually governments are better prepared because they have epidemiologists who are making sure that they're prepared that Ebola, oh, all of that. Uh, thank you. Got rid of You've, because of this administration. I've got it. I've got it. I've got an idea. So we've got we for we blending these two, and I like it with the homeless, not the homeless lawyer. You know what I mean? The emotionally homeless lawyer. I was picturing the Sarah Paulson character, and maybe her sidekick, or maybe Kiefer Sutherland being the homeless person. I don't know. I'm not sure. But they go to the model homes because she knows that that's where he's been or the last place to find her brother, right? And then the the family of homeless people is there. Not too many, just like three or four people. Um, and then the, somehow there's there's a drug trip that becomes involved here. And then yeah, she... Yeah, Seth Rogen oh, oh, It just came to me. Well, hold, okay, great. Hold on. One more aspect of it is the... Um, 
uh, the CDC and like government officials are looking for her and they're looking for them. And so they have to hide out just like that's why she goes to her brother, because he's, uh, you know, somewhere where he he too cannot be found. But she knows because they're close, but not really. Say that again. <laughs> I was saying that's because the 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 CDC people know that she went rogue. And then so she has to hide. So she goes to her brother who she knows is at that model home you know, uh, being semi-homeless. And uh, do you follow? So then she also hides out at that model home with the others. Because the government's trying to get her. Yes, exactly. And then there's a drug trip involved. And that's where she finally doesn't stress out that much. And she can have a- mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking mushrooms. And then they have like a, there's a romance moment sometime during the trip. And then question mark. But I do like- I like where we're going now. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So I, have got... an idea. I have an idea of what you said. I think I figured a little bit more of it out because um, she she hasn't really known where her brother is for a long time, but because of this pandemic or whatever they're dealing with, she has to find him and uh, she starts researching, right? Because he starts living in the model home at the beginning uh, because he still has to kind of be living outside and me- moves into the model home with the lawyer character, right? What, but why is the lawyer character there again? He just ran away from home? No, he's just out walking and he's about to kill himself. Oh, okay, heavy. Yeah. And this is Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah, or Adam Sandler. No, 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 that would, that's killing it. Um, I, okay, see, okay. I see Kiefer Sutherland with like his 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 um suit all disheveled and he's like rubbing his 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 uh, neck with the back of his hand, you know, and yeah. uh, that kind of like I'm tired and, you know, loosening his collar and I've about had it and I'm right. going to do it. And then he's then maybe he see he goes like, I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking he thro- he this is what's happening. Home. He's about to kill himself and he throws his coffee onto the ground and it hits this character on the head. Um, Which character on the head? The brother, who's played by Seth Rogen right now. Oh, okay. I like it. I like it. And he's like, what the hell, man? Like, why did you do that? <laughs> like, no, you don't give a fuck about the homeless. Like, and, and he's like, calm down. Calm down. Like, I didn't know you were there. He's like, yeah, right. That's just shows your disrespect. No, man. And um, so Keeper Sutherland and the homeless brother character are getting into it. And then he, like, somehow Kiefer Sutherland admits to him, like, he was about to kill himself. And then the schizophrenic, bipolar, homeless man who is, uh, you know, the brother of Sarah Paulson, who is in a different world in the movie. She's in Atlanta right now. Oh, so Seth Rogen isn't Sarah Paulson's brother. No, Seth Rogen is Sarah Paulson's brother. Okay, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were saying that this, there was a schizophrenic person involved. And I also, when I was no, picturing no, the whole, watch where you're going, man, with the coffee. And I was the picturing a yelling match back and forth, and then Kiefer Sutherland ultimately saying, "I was gonna kill myself, okay." And then right. it's like awkwardly quiet. Right. Yes. It's like a yes. moment of empathy. They live in this silence. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then and he then- like picks them. They pick each other up off the uh, the ground. You know, helping man, helping hand, if you will. And then what if Kiefer, instead of them moving into a model home, Kiefer Sutherland essentially just starts living with this homeless guy. Where does he live? Well, obviously nowhere, but where do we go? 
he lives in a really nice high-rise apartment that he's never been able to use because he's uh, a workaholic, but he's suddenly working at home, right? Um, and he has this, like, corporate uh, job, but he, he literally works around the clock, sometimes sleeps in cots because of that firm life. And so now he's, he's sort of working at home, but he's, he's, it's gotten to him even worse because he just hates his life. And then he starts to build... They don't immediately go there. I think he's like, after he says, I'm going to kill myself, he's like, okay, they just, I think he just cuts. The scene cuts, and the next scene, he's bought him some McDonald's, and they're sitting out on the ground. He bought a meal. They went to a bar, um, and they, I don't think they went to a bar, because I don't know if Keeper Sutherland's character feels comfortable with Seth Rogen's character, because he kind of I, I like the I like the eating greasy fast food on a street curb. Yeah, so they're eating McDonald's on, he's obviously bought him a burger and they're talking and he's like, how did your life get so bad? And he starts to realize, like, he's like, I wasn't always like this. I had a family and, like, mental illness. And then he talks about, like, yeah, like, dude, I, you know, I've been on, I've been on those antidepressants too. Anyway, he's like, and he was like, then there, he's like, all right, well, I I guess I should go home. Seth Rogen's like, you good, man? You cool? Are you sure? You're not going to kill yourself, right? I don't want to be responsible. Like, no one's gonna hold you liable from a legal sense you have no assets sir and he's like dude don't play me like that we've come so far and then um they they kind of he's like so where are you keeper sutherland tells seth rogan like where are you going um he's like i'm gonna go back to like my beachfront property and he's like you know there's like a storm coming like the most rain la seen in years and he's like yeah, I've dealt with worse. He's like, do you need a shower? And then he like offers him to go to his house and they start to kind of feel, have this buddy relationship and this global mm. pandemic starts. And then the US government is trying to get Sarah Paulson and she has to go undercover. And while she's going undercover, she's Wait. like- <laughs> I feel like the buddy with the homeless thing is too big of a, of a thing to be shared with this Sarah Paulson CDC thing. But I, but I, but I do, I think it's great too. And I can picture, yeah, maybe he needs a little editing, but I do like the, I can see him saying like, you need a shower. And it's like, it was a Rogan's like, what do I smell? You know, it's like, what do I smell or something? You know, like, uh, like, oh man, I thought I was getting good at this. You know, when I learned how to shower in the, I don't know, the rich people's beach wash. (laughs) Right. I think something has to happen where Sarah Paulson sees her brother for the first time I had an image. Yeah, I had an image of her seeing it on TV. Like he just, she just sees him in the background of somebody reporting, like, I'm outside Cedar Sinai today where, you know, pop star Ariana Grande. And then he's just in the background. I don't know, eating McDonald's with, with, oh, yeah, there we go. There's a cutaway. We could go to Sarah Paulson when they're eating their burgers on the street curb. Um, She sees them in the background of some news report or something about the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, I'm outside of somewhere, you know, I don't know, there could be even be a comedic edge to it where they're like, uh, they get burgers from this place that's uh, having a protest by not wearing masks. And they're like, the report is on that place. (laughs) Right. I think we're definitely maybe starting to create this during the time of the early pandemic. For some reason, that's kind of what I've been grasping. Okay, so before this stuff. Yeah, like the got it. So okay, so everything's really normal still. It's like February, early March, right? And they're talking about China, 
But oh, like, oh, I'm seeing, I'm seeing um, the flashes of the time periods, like February 2020. You know, like in the, the in that font that that's like Mission Impossible kind of font in the bottom left. You know, explaining right. where we are and what day taking, it is. I think because we're taking some historical revisionism, we never actually say that this is 2020, but it's just very clear that that's sort of what where we're at at the beginning of this a pandemic. Okay, well, let's just it. use uh, the month then. We'll just say like. February 3rd, you know, it's like just, just to have like a, just a timeline, not to have a timeline, but I just like the idea of seeing, I see Sarah Paulson with glasses in front of a computer and um, it's actually one of the bigger computers with the larger monitor, you know, one of those uh, late nineties, early two thousands computers. And, yeah. um, and the, she's, she's, you know, looking for information, clicking, you know, that's the image I get. Click, and then click, I click, see click. the, right. I see the font on the bottom left or the bottom right. Just saying, like, not the, not the full date. You could just say, like, February 13th, you know. And also, then we could throw in a personal angle, like, because after February 13th is February 14th. And we can, like, introduce any love interest from both sides on that day, you know. And it's early in the pandemic where it's not pandemic time yet, where she's, like, seeing stuff that's going to happen. And she's trying to get word out, but she can't do it. Right. Okay. So we know they've met. They're eating uh they're about to go uh it's about to go basically move in and and form this relationship with this homeless man they're going to help each other sarah paulson simultaneously is watching them from a newscast seeing them on the ground eating burgers and she goes that's my uh brother she also has to get out of atlanta right that's where the cdc is headquartered and because she knows but the people don't know yet about this pandemic and she knows the u.s government is trying to suppress the information about this um disease and not actually help which is so oh, her life is in danger movie. right right so she has to get they're out they're gonna be out to kill her right what's that movie with um sandra bullock the interpreter oh i was oh. actually thinking of eraser <laughs> i think it's eraser right oh oh i i haven't no erasers with vanessa williams uh, i think you're thinking of the net the net is that what it's called the net Where, with like, sandra bullock and with the internet everyone's identity and she and like yeah 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 to get her so there's kind of yeah that's the net right? right so sarah paulson sort of has a net vibe but she also is like estranged from her homeless brother because he's had this mental illness and ended up in la maybe he's trying to be a comic because he's self rogan uh love and, it but like he's homeless but now he lives with this like rich depressed lawyer and they're starting to build it and sarah paulson goes to la she's gonna find her brother and she ends up at the house Somehow, how does she figure out where they are? Oh, she looks. She up knows that her guy. brother. She does a facial recognition of that of the lawyer. <laughs> I and she love it for out... CSI. I love right. it. Right, and she figures out the facial recognition of um, who's playing the uh, the lawyer again, Kiefer Sutherland. And so she right. looks that up, um, and she uh, rings the door at the house. But I think in between that, we need to add a third member of the house before Sarah Paulson, don't you think? I yeah, I can see Sarah Paulson coming through, like because and, and like he lives in a high rise apartment, so she has to like be buzzed in, and I can see her with her little CDC badge, like saying, "I need to get in," and then Seth Rogen be like, "It's my sister," you know? Right, right. Well, what does like, she want? Or he's like, "Oh my God, Christy!" I don't know why her name is Christy. That doesn't fit, but no, we'll, it doesn't. We'll think of it. We'll think of it later. <laughs> but anyway, he's like, "Oh my God, you're here!" Like, what the fuck? Like, and like, he kind of gets, feels like the family kind of just like, didn't address everything right. He's, but like, he's starting to get on meds and kind of get stabilized in a way that 
he hasn't been in years because Kiefer Sutherland's kind of helped him through that. But he's also kind of like given. How many months into the Kiefer Sutherland relationship are we? I think they've been together for like, I mean, she sees them on the same day, right? So then she's. Oh, okay. Find them during this time. So I think it might have been two weeks, right? But during that time, they spent all the time together. Cute. I like it. I don't want to do a montage of, of lameness, but uh, but if it were more of a Will Ferrell kind of vibe, then we would do a montage. Right, right. I mean, I love a good montage. Yeah, but the, I don't see any possibility of doing a montage here, at least this early in the movie, number one. And right. it's, it's too cheesy for the vibe we have going right now. We've got right. a serious, like, thriller right now. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a thriller, thriller with heart. comedy, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's and not how that's going to work comedy. and how that's going to vibe, it will continue <laughs> to meld for sure. We'll find our balance with it, but uh, right. I'm, I'm really liking it. And then, and then um, like, oh, it's my sister. Okay. So then she's there. And is there going to be like before, because we've got the time period that they, they meet and then we, what is Sarah Paulson doing? Like, is she just... Does she have a life before this? Do we know anything about either of their lives before this pre-McDonald's meeting? Well, we know what Sarah Paulson's been doing. She, like, went to the and she's been living in Atlanta. She's a, doc. She's a PhD, right? She's a single lady, been- yeah. She doesn't have anybody in her life. She's she's definitely, yeah, yeah she's She's unattached. been a workaholic defined by her job, yep. and she's kind of had yep, this yep. loss because their parents died. Seth Rogen doesn't know that their parents died. Um, and so, um, you know, she's, and she doesn't have her brother. So he's her only family that exists. Right. And so, and she thought he might be dead because he left at a young age and never really looked back. He kind of just ran away and she was, Sarah Paulson's older than Seth Rogen though. Right. Oh, hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. She's the older sister and she kind of has, uh, do they have any other siblings? I don't think so. Maybe he... Have you ever seen um, Tran... What's that called? Uh... Trans America? No. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? No. The show. The um, Showtime show. Or HBO show. Oh, no. Definitely not. <laughs> no. But keep going. Keep going. Anyway, I forgot my lot, lot, uh, what I was thinking, actually, though. Why I brought that up. Well, it'll come back. But we were talking about Sarah Paulson's character coming to the high-rise apartment where Kiefer Sutherland and his newfound homeless best friend. Um, And then what is she... she, At this point, is she... she, targeted by the cdc or or is she does she not i don't think she's targeted yet i think she just saw her brother on tv and wants to go see him because they've been estranged for a while when they were so close well i think she needs to get it simultaneously both she misses him oh this is what i was gonna say there's a thing about you know a female um babysitter molesting a younger boy and i wonder if that happened to seth rogan and so and and sarah Sarah paulson Paulson, didn't do anything about it right and she feels a little bit of guilt about that and then he and you know so she is she is dual inspired right 
One, the U.S. government is out to get her in a world where a global pandemic and the government won't take care of anyone. Sarah Paulson must get out. That type of vibe. And then also, she's like, well, if I need to go somewhere, I've just seen my brother, who I didn't know was alive necessarily, where he was on the television. And so it's like in a world where Sarah Paulson sees her brother for the first time in years. She's both urged to go to L.A. So, But was doing- that before she... Okay, so... So then we have to meet her before she sees that thing on TV. And by meeting her, then she's already targeted. Because if she goes to him, then the only reason she'd be going is because she's targeted, right? Or, yeah, or does so she know- I think the early scenes, they explain the backstory of the depressed lawyer. So there's some scenes at the law firm. Uh, and it's very clear that he, the audience knows he's about to kill himself before he throws his coffee at the sleeping Seth Rogen. And there's right. also... Some backstory <laughs> of Seth Rogen that explains, like, he's sort of a schizophrenic guy. And I think it, the, uh, the irony is the movie starts and you think that Seth Rogen is the crazy guy. And he actually becomes, as the movie settles down and how he stabilizes, the kind of... Um, he becomes The wise the sage. Right. And everyone else is a little bit more crazy. And that's sort of the irony is it kind of becomes a de-evolution. But... Keith or Sutherland needs Seth Rogen. He doesn't know he needs it. He needs his family. But also Sarah Paulson needs this family because it's her actual family and she doesn't have structure in her life. But she also has to save the United States from the U.S. government who is trying to sabotage and kill everyone all simultaneously, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but I, I still want someone from the CDC to have seen her going rogue, you know, kind of like in Bombshell, you know, where they're like, you're not supposed to do that. You know, kind of like so. Some before she, before she leaves the CDC, I see her like in the computer area. You know, I see a couple of scenes there. Can and, I admit um, something to you? Yes. And, and I understand what you're saying. I've not seen Bombshell actually. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, but you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. And I've tried. It's now on Netflix, and I tried to pay for it once. And I keep falling asleep. But yes, I <laughs> exactly what you're saying. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um. So no, no, no need to confess about that. Uh. I don't expect anybody to have seen all the movies, but yeah, the aspect of like somebody who works with her being. Well, I just feel like, bad because I had this whole like esoteric like debate with you about it, and like I was sort of just fake, you know, poser because I hadn't seen it and you had, and I was saying like how I didn't like it because of you know should I like these Republican characters? That's partly why I probably haven't seen it, but I just wanted to apologize. But keep going. Oh no, that's totally fine. Like I'm, I'm just the kind of person who likes to see from everybody's perspective and that's why Trump supporters love me because I don't say anything to try to change their mind or anything that they might be offended by other than my mere existence Uh, and they they like it and then uh, then we bond over something else somehow and then um, later on when they go to talk to other you know libtards they'll be like well they're not all that bad that Emily girl was pretty cool Right. That's my plan on that. <laughs> yeah, I think Repo- I think Trumpers love when snow like snowflake type people try to be their friends and they're like, no, we're going to cut down these boundaries. Right. Yeah, exactly. And because like, I'm very uh, I always one time really quickly side story. I was outside of a liquor store uh, mm-hmm. in Huntington Beach and Ooh, I, uh, I, I like to. I like to put my, exactly, yeah, the, I, I parked my car by a Trump 2020 house, and Ooh. just so I could remember it, but that didn't help me remember it because they're everywhere. But anyway, um, I, I, I like to put my mask, I have a neck gator, and I like to put it over my head, you know, like a hijab, because uh, 
then it's easier for me to like keep it in place and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, and it and it keeps the hair out of my face too. Uh, anyway, I pass by these these guys that are sitting outside of this liquor store, and they're like, "What are you Muslim or something?" And I was like, "No, I'm just wearing my mask like this." And he's like, "Take it off." And I'm like, "No, I'm gonna go in the store and then I'll come out and take it off." And they're like, "Okay." They were really weird. And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Okay, Trump supporters, but I'll win them over." So I go and I get a sprite and and a, and a water. <laughs> I come out and I sit with them, and they're like, "Take off the mask like that." And then I I take the mask off and. And then I just start making them laugh and, you know, just being me. And they fucking loved it. And then I think 20 of their friends came by. It was like a a weird, like, weekly hangout that they do and that I kind of stumbled upon. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that that was just a random story. I ended up at, like, one of their houses and having, like, a small house party. Um, It's just the kind of shenanigans I get myself into when I connect with people. I mostly just want to bridge the gap. That's all I'm ever trying to do. I think that could be in the movie. Like, what if later on in the movie, uh, not where we're at right now, Sarah Paulson's, like, coming out of, like, a liquor store when she's settled in L.A. and, like, uh, the mask stuff, but there's all this misinformation because the government, she's not at CDC headquarters anymore, but she knows that that's important. Maybe it's not masks. Maybe it's something else, like, that they do uh, that to fight this specific pandemic that's similar to this one that we're dealing with, but a little bit different. A little bit different. How would it be different? Maybe instead of masks, it's an eye disease. So it's not coming from the mouth, but it's transferred um, (laughs) from an ooze that comes out of the eyes. Uh, And but people need to wear these goggles. That would be really hard to film because like you need eyes for acting. Um, Need a lot of goggles. Right. We need a lot of goggles, but like also like if the practical advice is to wear the goggles and like that's what the good characters would be doing. And then like, we can't see their eyes that would be really hard to film that movie. Right. Well, let's focus less on how the pandemic how is the, spread. Yeah, exactly. And, and less about the mechanics of it. We can just kind of call it a pandemic without actually going into more detail about the uh, science of it, you know? Sure. But I mean, I think there has to be a little bit of the mechanics since like, she literally is like the lead scientist on this disease oh. at CDC, Right. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. I, for some reason, kept picturing her at the computer, computer, like typing, typing. It's computer, computer, like science, science. So that's a different, that's okay. Now I'm seeing like the lab coat. That's what I should be looking at. Right. Okay. Well, she has a computer a lot of the time, like she's doing a lot of research on the computer, but her, um, her lab assistant, um, her trusty lab assistant, um, covers for her when she finds out this information, and uh, then that's sort of she becomes a double agent, her her lab assistant played. That's another a comic relief character. Ooh, maybe we could put her together with Seth Rogen in the end. Yeah. Is it the the lab assistant's also a female, you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't see a, I don't see a, a male lab assistant in this. I see it like a Kate McKinnon, like in. Oh, you didn't see Bombshell. I didn't. Okay, whatever. But like Kate I McKinnon know, and Bombshell. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen a scene of Kate McKinnon and Bombshell, so I understand her character. Yeah. Uh, so um, that's that's uh when she finds out whatever information it is, she uh sees her brother on the TV, and then she's like, "Shit, they're gonna be after me." Uh, Kate McKinnon character cover for me. We'll recast it later. I don't see Kate McKinnon exactly, but she's kind of a throw-in right now. 
and um, maybe an Aubrey tape. Plaza, like a crazy. You you like you, I see I see Aubrey Plaza in a lab coat. I can see it. Yeah, and it sort of doesn't make sense, which is kind of the com- the comedy of it. Yeah, Did you ever and, see yeah, that yeah. Face movie where they cast Kristen Wiig in like a very serious role, but it was still funny because it was Kristen Wiig. No, I did not. I don't remember what it was called, but it's like, um, it's sort of like that, but to the max, where it's sort of like funny characters. I mean, not Sarah Paulson. She's a, she can play this pretty serious part. Um, anyway, keep going. Oh, well, yeah. Well, okay. So, so then it's like lab assistant cover for me when the boss comes by, like, where's, you know, Julia is like, oh, you know, she went to go get some butter or whatever i don't know you know the, the but then the, the, you know what i mean like the lab assistant can only hold it off for so long and then then uh she's like shit they're they're after they're they're after you and by default they're after me and then they're like what do you know kind of a thing and it can depend we can get it really serious where like the lab assistant's family or herself is threatened um ooh, we could do no nope, no nope, that's too cheap not doing it never mind what, what what's too cheap <laughs> It's too cheap to have to have something go on between Sarah Paulson and the lab assistants. Too cheap. We got. I just. I just need a love interest because she's so alone and dedicated to work. Well, you know, I think she's going to later find all this wholeness when she meets her brother again and she meets Kiefer Sutherland. And I think that there can be like sexual chemistry between her and the lab assistant that's never really okay, yeah. explained. It's subtext, subtext. I like it. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, you know just what to do. <laughs> so the subtext is happening. The lab assistant has to like take over because she's like, she goes to her bosses, right? And she says, hey, this thing's going to get really big. And they bring her in her room and like, we've gotten word from the president that we are not to like tell the American public about this. But she's like, no, they need to like social distance or they need to do whatever they need to do to um, be safe from this pandemic. And we need to start getting like this medication out. And like, we've gotten word that like, you know, the president is invested in this corporation, which is going to be coming out with the vaccine. But she's like, but that vaccine's not going to work. Like, they need to know about like this specific treatment. They also need to like start socially distancing. And she, maybe he doesn't know all that information, but she's also a, like, she's a super genius hacker or something. Um, or maybe Aubrey the lab Paulson assistant or Sarah Paulson. No, now I'm thinking the lab assistant is actually a hacker and it's Aubrey Plaza or Kristen. Uh, yeah. Um, I like Aubrey and, Plaza. Yeah, I like Aubrey Plaza. Um, <laughs> you No, but Aubrey Plaza and Ellie Kemper are almost interchangeable at this point. <laughs> Which is funny because they're very different, but you could put them in similar roles and have different vibes, you know? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> they're kind of this like absurdist, like camp. I can totally see Ellie Kemper as like a, a the quirky lab assistant who's like a has a weird uh, friend crush on Sarah Paulson. <laughs> right. Um, so, so, yeah, she fears I like our movie. What, what did you say? I said I like our movie. Yeah, it's good. Um, so, Aubrey Plaza is the lab assistant. She's talking to Kristen Wiig. She hacks into uh she somehow hacks into um another conversation that the president had where it's revealed that he has uh, a stake in uh this 
trucking company. He hasn't died. Maybe not vaccine, but like a pill, a pharmaceutical capitalism, bad storyline. And, um, but that he, perpetuates the symptoms and, and then it makes more money for the corporation that the president is invested in. Right. Well, he specifically wants to make the disease get bad, specifically to make sure that he can have the, the vaccine or the treatment of the medication get out there. But like he's so he's delaying messaging of this information to the American public specifically for this capitalist reason. Aubrey Plaza figures that out. Uh, and then uh, with that, she tells Sarah Paulson, Sarah Paulson tells her boss. And, um, Who's her boss? Is, um, is he? We have too many white he... people, so we, I feel like we need a, a comedic actor. How about Chi McBride from Boston Public, who played the principal? Oh, yes, I love him. Yeah, I love him. him. And I can see him in that like CDC authority. Yep, figure. yep, in the yes. suit. Yes, yes. That, he, that he, he's like nice, but not nice, you know? Yes. Okay, so. So while that's happening, right, he, she's like, um, Aubrey Plaza hacks again, and she But wait, hold on, didn't Sarah, Sarah Paulson, Paulson find character. something, didn't they, didn't Sarah Paulson find something while, during her, her sciencing, you know, when she's like, I see her looking in the microscope, and then looking up from it, being like, oh my god, and like, coming to a realization about something, and then needing to, and then, and then Aubrey Plaza's like, shit, like, blah, 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 the 53 enzymes, or whatever, and then she starts to hack in, and then she gets information the next day, of course, the night before, like, Sarah Paulson couldn't sleep all night, and was on the internet, like, clicking in things, like, sipping a glass of wine while going on computer, like, googling, and trying to, working with a notepad and stuff but not not at the lab yeah feel it yes what she's looking at is how the disease spreads right and she realizes that like it's spread through um we have, we'll figure it out like i don't know i like your eye idea but i i it's so hard to figure out with because it's i like i like that it being a, a virus a fake virus you know right. like because going we drawing can... from reality is too uh it's too fresh right now right how about we do this let's talk about it like it's the real covid because that's easier to brainstorm because we know the mechanics and then we okay, can yeah. substitute those mechanics later. So she's realizing that it's spread through, you know, the viral spray and all of that and that people need to essentially not be near each other because being in contact. Uh, oh, ooh. I see a nice quick, not a montage, but like a scary, you know, when they're running through the, not they're walking through the streets and they're seeing normal things that people aren't normally scared by, but because she's seeing people like eat close together and like indoors, like busy crowded spaces. She's yes. like, it's one of those, like she's running around and like turning around back and forth and everything's moving really fast around her. And she's like, yes. Oh, I need to alert everyone of this immediately. Right. Yes, 100%. I see her like bumping into some people like, oh, what's your watch where you're going, lady? You know, and like all oh, that kind of stuff, you know, where she's just so deliriously uh, overwhelmed by all the bad stuff happening around her and she can't do anything about it. But she can. But she can't. Yes, 100 percent. That is all. <laughs> um, I love that part. <laughs> and, then, and then she goes to and that's when she uh, she figures that out. She goes to her boss, who's the Boston public guy. And she McBride. Him, yeah. And he's like, we know, he's like, I've, he's like, I'm, I'll bring it to the president if that's really what you need to do. And he's like, the president has shut us down. And then, like, Aubrey Plaza is like, this is why this is happening. She goes back to the boss again and she's like, this is happening because of this. We need to go to the public. Like, we need to tell them. And he, he's like, we can't do that. We don't have enough evidence. And then Aubrey Plaza is like, 
they're going to kill you. Somehow she found out that the president has put the hit on Sarah Paulson and maybe uh, and no one knows Aubrey Plaza's mom yet because she's too quirky and weird and behind the scenes. But um, yes, so well said. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so that happens. And okay, so when 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 does she get back to the? Hold on, I'm gonna punch this in. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> when does she get to the? Because like we've got the beginning, of course, and I, I see it so clearly, but but we don't have like a middle and an end. Sure. Well, I think we need it. We remember there has to be a third character that we're also simultaneously explaining to that because I want the for the family, right? The family of Seth Rogen, Kiefer Sutherland, and Sarah Paulson to also have a fourth member. Aubrey Plaza. No, because Aubrey Plaza has to stay in Atlanta. Oh, right, to be the double agent. Can we yeah. throw Ellie Kemper in anywhere? Is Ellie Kemper available? <laughs> Hello, Ellie Kemper. Can you um, call us? Because we'd like you in this movie as well. Um, no, I'm in I Ellie Kemper. <laughs> I, I want another minority. And I, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking like, I like the actress idea. What if Seth Rogen is also obsessed with an actress and goes back to that plot line? And somehow he gets over it and he realizes she's just a human and not this character. So it's like that Jodie Foster. But what if, uh, what's his name? What's the... John Hinckley Jr. Yeah, what if John Hinckley Jr. Seth Rogen has like a little bit of that. But what if John Hinckley Jr. had gotten to actually know Jodie Foster and realize she wasn't the baby prostitute from Taxi? And that happens as well in this movie. And she somehow becomes the um the third i think she has to actually be in the house before sarah paulson finds her so while sarah paulson is um is going to la and still trying to figure out how she can tell people about the vaccine or u.s government she also um there's this also this story of Kiefer sutherland learning about how he moved to LA originally because he was obsessed with this actress. And he's like, no, she doesn't look like that. She doesn't look like that prostitute anymore. And he actually figures out a way to get them together where you as the audience are like, I don't know if he's going to kill her because he's had like these weird fantasies or like dreams where he's going to attack her the whole time or if it's going to be really good. And then somehow they become friends. And he's like, no, I get it. Like, dude, like, this has been crazy. Like, I've been thinking about you as that character in that movie for years. And she's like, yeah, and just a depressed lady who lives in a house and is dealing with shit just like everyone else. And I'm not that character of this indie pixie dream girl. And that's why that's problematic type of thing. Does that make sense? In a way. I'm... You're not loving it. I'm, I'm, I'm just not connecting. <laughs> I just I'm not feeling okay. I don't I don't feel it. But I I like the idea of uh of uh the actress. I just don't I don't see how I I mean how about cuz I did have an idea when you were saying what's your idea? Um that 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 I mean it, it goes hand in hand with what you were just saying where they he's obsessed and then he meets her but she's not what he thought and but it's like in a more um she's got awful kind of way like ugh. You know, yeah. she's exactly like she's nothing like this character that I fell in love with, you know. She's like a bitch. 
Yeah. Yeah. And like kind of gross, right? Like he belches. Oh, maybe. Like you wanted to be you wanted to be vulgar. I like yeah. vulgar. I don't I don't like like belching and farting, but maybe she's a little vulgar, you know, like she's got a she's got a mouth on her, which is fine, but like sometimes it could be really Amy unattractive. Schumer. I kind of see her being played by Amy Schumer, but I said I wanted another non-white character, but I don't know, I kind of keep thinking Amy Schumer. I I see Amy Schumer, I do. Is there hmm, let me think. Mm. Yeah, okay, well, we'll think about it. Because um, I could also see Amy Schumer doing a lot of self-deprecation stuff about how, like, when she was younger, she's, like, you know, not that Amy Schumer's not attractive, but, like, that's kind of her stick that she's an ugly girl thing, right? And I think we, we've got too much going on because now it's sort of like a Love Actually situation where we've lost the Nicole Kidman, the interpreter vibe, and now we're on a sort of... Uh, you know, Amy Schumer romantic comedy vibe. I think it's that's a movie in and of itself. I think really? the Amy Schumer character, right. and then the guy right. being like, "Oh, you're nothing like that." And then, then it's and then she originally was like, "I don't want you to be ew, gross. Like you're just a, a nerdy fan." But then right. she, he ends up he ends up being like, "Whatever. Like I, you're the one. You're you're awful anyway," and rejects her. But then she like looks inside and then ends up with him in the end because she he saw her for who she really was at one point in time. So is it okay <laughs> if it's just Kiefer Sutherland, Seth Rogen, and Sarah Paulson? As the yeah, I, that end up at this house. We don't know what yeah, happens I, at this house. We've just always known that at some point they get to the point of the house and then we have to figure out the end of the movie, right? Yeah, I'm picturing the house being like um, the apartment from uh, Limitless, you know, in the end. That that nice, huge apartment yes, that he had. Yes, that's exactly what yeah. I'm thinking. A sky rise great, great, up great. in the sky. Yeah. And like, and so maybe, oh, I see, I see, um, Kiefer Sutherland trying to hit on Sarah Paulson and she's just not interested and it's not in a, we're going to get together. Ha ha. In the end kind of way, it's not going to happen that, that kind of way. Yeah. I like that. But we, we still, you know, I know that you're not supposed to have romantic aspects, but I need a romantic aspect of it. The only one I can think of is with the, the Aubrey Plaza, Seth Rogen or the Ellie Kemper, Seth Rogen. <laughs> maybe the, the assistant is- can have an assistant. Like maybe there's Aubrey Plaza and Ellie Kemper. <laughs> there are two assistants. The problem is, is I think Aubrey Plaza has to stay in Atlanta the whole time. as kind of like a B character that doesn't really, I don't know that she can interact. They, yeah, well, maybe they, she has two assistants. I mean, she is the head epidemiologist. She's got two assistants. She takes one with her. Right, but like <laughs> she, she kind of has to go rogue to really take someone. I really think you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That Seth Rogen falls in love with. If you want a romantic, like a romantic vibe. What if she contacts like an old friend, or um, or runs into an old friend, or or meets somebody at the grocery store? Or she makes she befriends a homeless woman herself on her way to go see Seth Rogen or something. I don't know. Yes, because she goes to the homeless shelter because she says, <laughs> "I think my husband." Because she's looking for her brother, she knows he's alive in LA, and that's one of the places she goes. While she's also simultaneously like trying to talk to Aubrey Plaza, run away, and try to like tell everyone about, um, you know, what's happening with this pandemic, and. She goes. Oh, to the pause homeless- really quickly. Pause really quickly for another time. We need to make a movie about how, uh, a, like, I guess this is a, a quick lifetime movie. Are you afraid of the dark type situation? But um, how a girl gets murdered uh, uh, on and it's it's broadcast on stereo. Yes. Yes. 
Stereo murder. Well, because I was just thinking, what if somebody and turtle? We're gonna talk about. I was just thinking, what if somebody goes to stab me right now because I've got headphones in and like, you know, and then like they wouldn't turn off the phone immediately. Like, you know, it would still be going. You'd be like, you can smell this. You can smell this. The Sarah Paulson character. Hello. <laughs> right. Sarah Paulson will play play you. Um, <laughs> and like, yes, you, please. Uh, and like um, in that movie, uh, you know, someone looks up your uh they like become infatuated with you through listening to you on stereo and then they hack the system and they find out uh, where your like global coordinates are. No, uh, no, no. They've heard, and they've heard me enough. They know, they know my relative area and they hang out around it and they wait to see me because they know okay. I go walking around a lot. Right. So they've been stalking you for a while, but they also know you're on stereo and they've been listening to you and that's why they're Or oh, oh, we can make this, a, we can make this a serial killer. And he does this. He listens to people like me and uh, uh, finds them and uh, kills them while they're on stereo. He just loves comedians. He's like infatuated with them. And you could profile all a bunch of comedic funny people and be this weird thing where you have like funny Sarah Paulson's the lead investigator on it and she's already put together the pattern that it's female stand-up, female comedians that he's targeting. And uh, yep, yep, we've already got it. (laughs) We got another one. (laughs) Like showcase of female comedians in, in a movie. It and would, it's sort it of would. like that really sad movie Grown Ups where comedians like are in this like it's a movie about comedians, but it's actually like really kind of depressing and dramatic. Um haven't seen it. Oh, it's um it's like an Adam Sandler film, but it's not an Adam Sandler film. Like he's in it, but it's 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 like supposed to be like dramatic backstage life of comedians. Um but it's not funny. Um but this one actually you like there'd be funny jokes and it would profile the the victims who are like but then like it also like shows him yeah and then uh that's the movie but he wants to get them while they're while they're live it's it it's like an added thing well not exactly he 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 escalates like originally he just kills them after figuring out where they are and uh then he wants to kill them uh, while they're live because that's the then... peak of his infatuation and a lot of times you see it from his <laughs> point of view but then he gets with he messes with the wrong person and that would be me played by sarah paulson no no no. sarah paulson's playing the the lead investigator <laughs> i'm sorry sarah paulson needs there's a movie that she needs to play everyone like multiplicity <laughs> <laughs> yes she also okay we have a killer i really i really like this serial killer for the this serial killer movie uh for stereo I think yeah. it's good. I think it's going to be a great one. Should we <laughs> should we finish with the first movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um we let we are she's she's at she's with the brother and and uh Kiefer Sutherland well, at the high rise. Kind of the beginning, middle and end, right? Cuz like the beginning's a little bit like they're all in separate places. I don't know the end. Backstory. The middle they all meet, they've like rejoice, they kind of like have sexual chemistry. Let's figure out the end and then we'll figure out how to get there, right? Okay, well, what what do we have? Uh, um, does she stop the virus from being, or, or or does she does she succeed in her information? Yeah, does think, she live? I think does she does her life get? Be... Oh, her life gets threatened. There's a right. sequence where they found her. Right, they have to have found her. Seth Rogen, Kiefer Sutherland get involved with like Kiefer Sutherland, sort of like the resource guy, but he's also very smart. And like Seth Rogen's sort of just crazy, um, but like they help her. 
uh, escape uh, the Secret Service, CIA, that's trying to kill her, and also the executives at the pharmaceutical company that also has ties to the president. And ultimately, uh, Kiefer Sutherland has ties at um, a CNN or cable news channel um, because he represented a uh, like an Anderson Cooper type in a litigation thing. And so uh, he gets her onto the air and she tells the public about the pandemic and that like people need to socially distance and that then it comes out and like, you know, it's, it's not like automatically like she saves the day, but at least she got to her end goal of alerting the public about this pandemic. Uh, I, I like that, but then maybe she thinks it's over, but it's really not. And um, I don't know. And she obviously can't go back to her job at the CDC. Like that. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't really well, wrap could. it up for me. Plus I what's Aubrey Plaza. We have to close her up. I mean, I don't think Aubrey Plaza is enough of a developed character that she, I mean, Aubrey Plaza at the end is just smiling and watching her boss, like, alert the public <laughs> to the stuff that she found out, right? Like, I think it okay, kind okay. of ended up the goal of she, they're all together, Seth Rogen's watching her, right? And Kiefer Sutherland's watching her and that they've succeeded in, in telling the public about a global pandemic that the, the president wanted to disclose, like, not tell people about. I think that's enough. Okay. All right. But you want it. You want it to keep going. I feel like to go no. I don't want it to keep going. Sequel. I just. I don't want it to keep going. I just feel like she never got. Um, maybe she got the news out, but what about her personal growth within? Sarah Paulson's not going to take a character this one sided. She doesn't. Like, what about what about how alone she is, and what about how she just has the cat and um, her glasses and her her studying and her notebooks and her her googling. You know, like where does she find? Uh, fulfillment, you know, because it's like about human connection and sure she like can alert the world about this, this, this information and whatnot. But well, but, she's also like, been entirely fulfilled by having she had no family and she's now found her brother again and she's going to be able to like be there and she moves to LA and uh, the next like you kind of years later after she tells. Okay, and- okay, okay. I like it. I like it after she gets on the TV and everything. There's like a little yeah. moment where she smiles and then the smile cuts to like the packing and then like loading the car and driving away or or something like that. Right, and I think that they like have created a some type of consulting firm where Kiefer Sutherland is the lawyer and she uh, works with uh, governments throughout the world to help uh, figure out pandemics and disease and it's like a non-profit slash consulting and Seth Rogen works there um the problem is is we haven't I think we need the aspect of Seth Rogen being obsessed with the actress as a mild thing because I think it helps explain how Kiefer Sutherland gets Seth Rogen more stabilized um and it explains a little bit more of his character why he okay how about when he's when he's outside and spills purposely does the coffee thing, uh, Seth Rogen wasn't necessarily homeless and sleeping there, but looking a little disheveled and creepy, trying to get a a view on this actress's apartment. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe the actress has had to move because she knows about Seth Rogen, and she's had to move many times, and uh, Kiefer Southern is like, no, this is who she is, and they have a meeting in like a boardroom and in like in Westwood or like uh, Studio City or somewhere. Um, <laughs> and, and they, uh, and Seth Rogen's like, oh, 
this is who she is because he was infatuated with her where she played like uh against like a giant like action hero teenage mutant ninja turtle megan you know what i'm thinking about is um jennifer's body who's the main actress in the oh movie? uh megan fox yes and you know um I, I watched this interview with Megan Fox and um, who's the writer? Same one as Juno. Oh, uh, Diablo Cody. Yeah. So I watched this interview with Megan Fox and Diablo Cody about Jennifer's body and how like the Great editors... movie, by the way. I loved it. Yeah. Have you seen this interview where they, they get together recently, like t- 10 years later, and they talk about how that, uh, how the editors and the marketers, they totally missed her message which was supposed to be this kind of like feminist thing about a um you know her eating men and and destroying men and they kind of just used it as megan fox is hot and they they had to glamorize it and kind of ruined her diablo cody felt like sort of like her work was had been ruined by by that in the studio system um and what if like that actress has kind of that vibe that like movie that seth rogan she like breaks it mm. down about the whole reason that it's taken over his life is because of like capitalist in the studio system and tells him like i'm not like that that was a one-dimensional character that totally like fucked over my life but like this is who i am but she's also sort of a bitch i guess i don't know i like that i do um i want to damn it Trying to put but this. is that its own movie? Thanks for the class. It's, it is. It is too much its own movie because I like the Amy Schumer aspect, and then I can see her like looking down at the Seth Rogen character, being like, "Oh, there he is again," and he's like, "You found me again," you know, like that kind of thing. But right. she do- she doesn't have any other like admirers really. But right, totally totally different movie. Because then I was thinking, then Sarah Paulson's not the star of it. You know, she becomes like an afterthought at that point because. All she really does is have this information. She has the she has the information. She has the assistant. She um, has yeah. her mushroom trip, and right. uh, I mean, gets I guess. Oh, the mushroom trip can be. I with don't her know. Brother. The they have like a bonding is, moment. I don't know. I feel like Sarah Paulson's character has been kind of like one dimensional. Should we recast her and put Sarah Paulson as the actress? <laughs> no, Sarah Paulson is well. Well, if we cast Sarah Paulson as the actress, we're going to need to shift the movie around the actress, and then that's the other movie. <laughs> we, I, I, I think I like Amy Schumer for the actress because then, like, she can be like, oh, the, the, you know, the camera made her look prettier, and then he's, like, kind of disappointed. Not that she's not pretty. You know what I mean? The camera made right. her look different than she actually does, and then he's, like, somewhat disappointed. And, you know, right. I, I, if you get Sarah Paulson, like, you're going to get Sarah Paulson. She's not going to be, like, uglied up. You know what I mean? Right, right. But I no, like her. I like, I, like um... I think that, you know, we're going to develop more about what, how Sarah Paulson, Sarah Paulson's very committed to, like, the notebooks and, the, and being a workaholic and finding disease, but she gets to do both. She gets to tell the world about this disease, and she's dreamed about that from a young age, but she also gets to reconnect with her brother, um, and they all live in but this why, house. But why does she even care? Like, what did they, like, do, do we have any flashbacks to her past with her family or her brother? And well, yeah, what when, happened to her mom? What happened to her alone, When she's home alone, like, she's, like, flashing through the notebooks and, like, looking about her family. And, like, there's a story about, like, boy goes missing, obsessed with 
last thing they know, obsessed with the actress. She's gone. Oh, and they, okay, okay, okay. And she's kind of, and maybe there's a flashback. I don't really want a flashback, though. I don't know if it's appropriate. I don't I like flashbacks, explained. yeah. I think it can be explained, like, through her looking at the notebooks and the family albums. And then also in the family albums is, like, a story about um, her parents. Uh, they died trying to look for Seth Rogen's character. No, no, no. They just died in a car crash. You know, that's how you want them. Do you want them dead? Or I, I'd rather them be somehow estranged, like maybe estranged Trump supporters or something, you know? Sure. Like they like they don't care about Seth Rogen because they're like, well, I never got any handouts. We don't say they're Trump supporters, but we give them that that vibe, you know, like I'm not giving them any money, no charity for me. I had to do everything my damn self. I walked 15 miles to the store, you know, that kind of parent. Yeah. And at least on that end. And then on the Sarah Paulson end, maybe they like rejected her because uh, she's like, you know, lesbian and, and uh, never took to any of the, the good book, you know, because she was there semi-religious. But she was like, no, you know, very rebellious against the God aspect of her parents. Yeah. Are they like <sighs> maybe they're like intelligent design televangelist type people. And so because she was interested in science. Um, and like, oh, I like that. Yeah, and global warming. Like, they just don't get along. But I don't know that you. Yeah, ever I can. Really see, I can see her. Out. I can see her. I can see her flipping through the channels, like really quickly, and then like stopping on one of those like mass preacher type things, you know, like the John Edwards type things, and it's her yeah. parents or her her mom or her dad, and then she stops really quickly, and then moves on. But like. I can I see that pretty clearly there. I don't know. I sort of just like them being dead. Like, cause it's like, too easy. It's too easy that they're dead. I know, but it's I also like good the for the isolation. The I like iso- the televangelist idea. Okay, because okay. that that'll push them. That'll push her far too. You know, and then, and then, then also Seth Rogen like is mad. Where like Seth Rogen's talking to Kiefer Sutherland, and he's like, "Yeah, those are my parents," and he's like, "Uh huh," like yep. doesn't really believe him. Yeah, exactly. And he's 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 kind of mad at them because he he wants to be a comic, but they're not using their connections to help him because they're like, we did it ourselves, you know? Right. No, I think that he's mad because like they never get. Well, I think part of the reason that he's he goes crazy and is never given medication because they don't believe in that because they're so obsessed with God that they want to televangelism to cure him. And like that's partly so they're why. like semi uh, Scientologists. Yes, and that's partly why uh, Sarah Paulson also is estranged from them because she's very upset about how they did not care for her brother and her brother ran away and no one knows where he is and she blames them for it and for good reason. Wait, why did he run away? Because he's obsessed with the actress at a young age because he sees her in a movie as a child actress. Oh, okay, what's this character that she played? Like, I know that it's sort of a taxi driver take, but it's not. I feel like I'm play her playing like a like a like a mannequin Kim Cattrall type character, you know? Where what if, what if it's, it, I mean, what if it was her as like a Hillary, like a Lizzie McGuire, and he's like obsessed with this like Lizzie McGuire? Like, oh, okay, that's movie. good. And like, but, but she yeah. grows up to kind of be a gross Amy Schumer, right? So Amy Schumer's not gross. Let's be nice. But I like what you're no, saying. No, no, like the we, we gross her up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. ugly her up. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I like it. But how, okay, so, but then, but if he runs away at a young age, then he's going to be stalking her at a young age. 
yeah, she knows about him, but he's he's not as bad as John Hinckley. Like, maybe there's a montage of all the times he's, like, trying to go to the studio. And, like, when they go to the house, she explains it to Kiefer Sutherland. She's like, yeah, I have a whole book about him. Like, this is when he, like, tried to come to the studio. and like Yeah, yeah, maybe out. is Kiefer Sutherland's the guy that gets hired to take on the case because she's finally, like pressing charges against this guy or something i don't know i don't want to i don't want her to press charges against him no no i think she's like sort of like apathetic about it and but but secretly I, flattered oh my god i got it i got it what if he's not as into that as uh as much anymore he's sort of just devolved into this like homeless guy who has different schizophrenia but Kiefer sutherland dives in through the dialogue early origins of like how did you end up in LA and he's like well like I was obsessed with this girl and like yeah. you don't realize at first that it's an imaginary girl like a, a fictional television girl but he keeps going and then Kiefer Sutherland's like isn't that like Amy from like Saved yeah. by the Tree and it's like yeah, Saved yeah, by yeah. the Tree school special. and he's like and he's like no no he's like what are you talking about no there's a girl I knew and she moved here and he's like no, no, that was a fictional character, right? And Seth Rogen still hasn't, like, put it together because he's never really confronted that this is a fictional character that he fell in love with. Um, and he's like, no, I can prove it to you that this is a fictional character. And he, he's like, he represented Amy Schumer's character in, like, a, a contract dispute or something else. Or, like, he knows some studio people and he drives oh, Seth Rogen okay. to this meeting. And he's like, this is that girl. First, he shows he like he's like you are not talking about a real person and he shows him the old clips and he's like oh my god he's like but it can't be this is your and he gets mad at him again he's kind of getting this like bipolar schizophrenic thing reworked out he's getting mad at Kiefer Sutherland again he's like yo bro like no I thought you were my friend like he's like no calm down like this is real this is the the start of your psychosis and the you had and he drives him to the meeting with Amy Schumer and he's like yo this isn't half like this is who she is like you need to get over it and he's like oh my god he's like this isn't her and he's like she's like let me show you and then she does like one of her taglines like yeah. <laughs> i can <laughs> see her like, like taking her hair off and like you know removing her makeup and being like this is it you know right and she's like this is what i used to do like she's like my tagline was like who bippity boppity right <laughs> Right, something stupid. Oh, no. You were going to say who, what? I don't know. Who, what, did what. Um, anyway, she... Oh, I like that. Who, what, did what, why? <laughs> right, 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 right. She's like, who, what, did what, why? And he's like, like, oh, I love I love that. I love that. <laughs> right, and it's Do it again. the first moment is connecting that he's been infatuated with an imaginary character who was supposed to be eight years old. Ah, uh, yeah, the slow realization his across his face. Right. And I like that, like, that's not the main part of his psychosis anymore. So it's not, like, quite a John Hinckley Jr. thing. He's kind of gone out of it, but it's still, like, very much with him. And um, I think that, like, Kiefer Sutherland also takes him to a psychologist who, like, gets him on meds for the first time simultaneously. But you don't see a lot of it. I, I don't, don't I don't. I don't know, because I was thinking about the relationship he had with his parents and like, you know, if they're televangelists, then maybe they wanted him to be one, too. And like, what a comedian. He's like, well, I can 
I can okay, do the, the comedy thing, like, with the religion. Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen can't be the son of televangelists. He's just too Jewy. Oh, okay. Well, what if he was adopted? Like they okay. did it for some publicity stunt. Yeah, I don't love that. Oh, I don't. <laughs> no, it's okay. fine. Carry on. Fun. Carry on. Fun. Let's, let's Fun. carry on. Let's do it. He's adopted. He's an adopted Jewish. No, no, no. Baby. It's too easy. You're right. When I hear you say it, it's too easy. We'll keep going. Um, but I like the televangelist parents, though. I really like that. Okay, let's keep it. Maybe we recast Seth Rogen. I don't know, but I've really committed. Oh, to no, I've, I've, yeah, I'm committed to. There's nobody else. There's nobody else. Right. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think we completed the movie. So, anyway, uh, what if, does Amy Schumer then come also stay at the apartment with Seth Rogen? They, like, fall in love? No, no. She wishes. She wants that to happen. Maybe she tries to make that happen, and then he's just totally turned off by the whole thing. Yeah, because he's sort of a pedophile because he's still in love with, like, the eight-year-old her. No, no, because he's slowly realizing that, like, he's living in a reality that's not reality. Well, I think he's known that for a long time. Like, I think the point is, like, he's starting to be more stable than he has been in a long time, like, his whole life. Accepting it, maybe. Right, but also, like, giving in to Kiefer Sutherland and helping Kiefer Sutherland live less of a rigid life and, like, structured life and, like, being able to breathe. Because, like, Seth Rogen knows how to, like, party, even though... Not party, but, So like, does breathe. Sarah Paulson ever meet the Amy Schumer character? Yeah, when she's in L.A. So the scenes <laughs> Amy Schumer have happened before uh, Sarah Paulson shows up at the house. But then, like, Sarah Paulson... Amy Schumer's like, you know what, like... I feel bad that this imaginary character where they over-sexualized me has, like, given you all of this angst for you bipolar schizo man uh, and that you've helped out Kiefer Sutherland. So, like, I want to also be your friend and hang out. And maybe there's a subtext that's never really fully explored if, like, Amy Schumer and Seth Rogen ever get together. Like, it's, it's not known, but right now she's, like, a buddy comedy. But then, like, Amy Schumer's there and then they all get on board with, like, that they need to, like, help her get on to the television and Amy Schumer was like, I have connections. Cause that actually ah, makes yeah. sense of yeah, like yeah, why yeah. she has connections to get her on uh, the television Ooh. and like, but then right as they're meeting, like right after they meet, like the CIA shows up and they start shooting into the window of his apartment. They realize they have to get out and they go into hiding for a little bit. Right. Right. I was picturing the same thing. I was think picturing Chi McBride giving a call to Sarah Paulson you know, but he's, the whole thing's recorded and they're tracing the call. And, and then he's, he's like, dead. I just want to see how's, how it's going. But like, can we let our only black character like just die? That's such a trope. I don't want him to die. There's no reason for him to die. He's on, he's actually helping out. He's, he's, he's not a good guy anymore. Like, so it doesn't matter. He's not going to die because the, the good guys are the ones who are targeted. So he's not going to, he's not going to die. But isn't he, I thought you said that he's warning her that they're coming for her. No, 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 no. He's on a recorded call trying to get her to, to stay on the line so that the call can be traced. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's also, he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's a bad guy. So he's not going to die or anything. He's just, and I can see him being like, so uh, how's it going? Like, uh, where, 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 did you find anything? I haven't seen you in a couple of days. You know, Aubrey Plaza has been asking about you. Right. Not really. She hasn't, but she you hasn't, know. Because she's been sort of in like low key staying in touch with Sarah Paulson. Yeah, low key, super low key. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> low key, uh, low key. <laughs> no, I, I just, yeah, yeah, I just, I see her having that awkward sense of humor, you know, 
Right. I really kind of wish we could throw Ellie Kemper in here, but I think we're just a little too full right now with cast. I don't know. I think Ellie Kemper could be the actress instead of Amy Schumer. Mm, I don't see her playing someone unlovable. Right. Yeah, okay. she's too she's too lovable. You know, she's like, oh, look at her with her her uh, uh, ignorant whimsy, or, uh, oblivious whimsy. Wait, wait. I just <laughs> had a great idea, though. What if the actor, like, because he was, like, with Evelyn, Evan, these Evan, I can't speak anymore, but because he's with his parents and they were televangelists. So uh, we're keeping it. We're keeping the televangelist parents. Yeah, until I can think of something better, um, which <laughs> I don't know that I can. Um, he, they, the, the show seemed very old. And so instead of Amy Schumer, it's someone like Jane Krakowski or someone even older. So there's like, no oh, because it's an older show. Right. But he's, he didn't know that. I'm mean, like, his, his mental health and his issues and his kind of brain wirings where he starts to think that she's a real girl he grew up with that he's in love with. And so then he realizes she's actually like very old, not just like his age now, but like, much older because that I don't love that like he's like oh she's an adult and I'm in love with a child or that like she's Amy Schumer's ugly I don't know I love that idea yeah I see I see what you're I saying think it'd be yeah cool if, like she was his grandma's age and he's like oh, okay yeah but then that takes away what you said before about how he runs away at an early age no it doesn't well, if he runs away at an early age, then he would figure out sooner on that, that she's an older lady. No, he's never been able to actually meet her, though. He's, oh, like, never been to able to find her? a few times, and, like, he's, he's tried to, like, go where she is, but he's never actually, like, been successful in finding out where she lives. Got it, got it. And well, also, I, like... Uh... <laughs> no, go ahead, and also... No, what were you going to say? No, I, I, I forgot. I, I was listening to your and also. I know. I don't even know if that and also like knew where it was going. And also, oh, depends. and also, but you had a great idea. And I, 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 I flustered it. I loved it. Well, I'll, I really, I picture this whole bit going down. I just, I feel still like I'm left unsatisfied, specifically with the Sarah Paulson character. You know, sure, she gets reunited with her brother, but why does she even care? Like, were they close, you know? And what, yeah, what about, how does close. that even? I think because she feels well, responsible and like they were really close. Maybe she I mean, tries to find him every it. now and again. Yeah. And she, I think like her whole life, she's, she's been hoping to refind him. She's just assumed he's dead because he was sort of like a very disturbed young boy who ran away at like the age of 12 and just like no one had ever heard of from him again. And now he's here at the age of 40, like living on the streets of Santa Monica and is like somehow befriended this uh, depressed lawyer. So the lawyer doesn't have anything to do. Hello. Uh, I've got this one and then I'll, I'll probably need another. I'm getting groceries. I never do this, but I haven't done had a chance all day. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of you for getting Thank groceries. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm left unsatisfied. I want more for the Sarah Paulson character, you know. She's like, uh, I, if, and I don't want to do flashbacks of like quote unquote her with her brother, you know. Maybe I, 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 I don't. Sort of explained 
I think it's all sort of explained in like the subtext of like them walking in LA, but also like hiding from the CIA and like uh, it's more revealed about the televangelists at that point. And they hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Sorry, Sorry, what? Oh, uh, paper. And then you asked me another one. It's credit. Do you need me to put it in again? Well, it told me to take it out. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. That's okay. All right. If you're listening right now, to give you a recap where we're at, we've come up with this movie where Sarah Paulson uh, is works at the CDC and Seth Rogen is her brother and he uh, lives in LA as a homeless man. He's infatuated with a uh a woman and um a woman who's an actress or was an actress on an old uh, sitcom that yeah. he's obsessed with that character and Kiefer Sutherland is a lawyer who's going to kill himself but Seth Rogen kind of saves his life and then they become friends and Seth Rogen starts to kind of get over uh some of the mental illnesses that have uh been really able to form while he's had no support and been homeless in LA for and many years uh, and Sarah Paulson finds him on television and reunites while the United States government is trying to attack her and kill her. Um, and because sort of, of information what... she has about uh, stopping the spread of a new virus. Yes. And then ultimately once they're all reunited, this new family unit of Kiefer Sutherland, maybe the actress uh, Seth Rogen and Sarah Paulson work together to stop uh, the American public, especially the president who's trying to kill everyone by uh so because he's invested in a pharmaceutical company uh just so to prolong the amount of time that the pandemic is allowed to grow so she goes on television and stops before the virus but they help her to get to that point and then afterwards in the flashback you see that they live happily ever after and starting a oh we're flashing back we're doing flashbacks well no it's a it's a two-year flash uh forward at the end where they have an epidemiology for so if you have any thoughts about how to fine tune where we're going, we're kind of stuck <laughs> in the middle of the end of the chapter three. Proposals um, for recasts. Yeah, we have anywhere a, to uh, throw Ellie Kemper in. That's another one. We have a bubble. Let's see. Hey turtle. Hey, can you spell this? It's me, yum yum. Just coming through to spread the love and say what's up. Hope y'all are doing well. Come to support Joe and your podcast. So what's going on? Headline to movie concept. Don't know much about movies. I'm not a movie watcher. I'm more into reality shows. But I hope things are going well. And I'll catch y'all around the corner. Talk to y'all later. Peace. Peace. Um, Thanks, me. I had I had a thought of while she was talking there. Uh, damn it, it'll come back. It'll come okay. back. Okay, oh right, so. she says she's not much of a movie person. I I'm not much of a movie person either. Like I don't, I don't all the movies that everybody's seen. I haven't seen. I love TV much more. And uh, but I know I know tropes. You know, like I, whether you read books or watch movies or like listen to music or whatever. There's there's tropes, and we got some tropey tropes going on in this movie already. <laughs> right, we got tropes on top of tropes, but we also we, I love things up with like Seth Rogen's buddy stoner humor type of thing. Even though I don't know that any of the characters are really stoners, but like, um, 
stoner vibe. And yeah. and and I'm uh, the Sarah Paulson character is slowly being overshadowed in my brain by Nicole Kidman. I and I know I don't want Nicole Kidman. I want Sarah Paulson. But uh, you can picture like that that cuter, older, uh, a workaholic who works until four a.m. and gets up at six. You know. Yeah. Falls asleep on her laptop and the cat licks her face awake. I Nicole Kidman, like, the good thing about, I think, Sarah Paulson is that, like, she has this kind of simultaneously very dramatic slash camp humor all in one type of thing. Yeah. Whereas she can I don't do it all. Nicole Kidman can pull it off. And I don't think Nicole Kidman and Seth Rogen play well together. I think. <laughs> is also one of those people that, like, is simultaneously... I feel like, like the Kiefer Sutherland could be recast. Like, we kind of originally had an idea of him being, like, the 24 character, but yeah. now he's become more of a of a nice vessel. He's not... Um, we need somebody who looks gruff and, you know, seems like an asshole, but a heart of gold, you know? Asshole with a heart of gold. I, I mean, you, you told me that we have a hard and fast rule that we'll never speak of Zach Graff's name, but... No, never. Never. Okay. Never. Right. It's his face. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a very nice man. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry, Zach Braff. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can ever show you my face. What if I am Zach Braff? Are you Zach Braff? <laughs> no, I'm not Zach Braff. No, you know too much about government stuff. Um, yeah. I mean. Also, Zach uh, Braff could be knowledgeable on that topic. Yeah, Maybe he did research know. for another for, movie. For Garden State too. What was Garden State two called? There was a sequel to Garden State. He did. It was like a Kickstarter. Like he. Oh or, dear God. Yeah, and it was like, come on, man. Like that's a little annoying. Like. Hey, hey, hey! He had another reason not to put Zach Braff in anything. Not just right. the face, but the attitude. Right. Anyway, I shouldn't say that. I hate when I come to conclusions about celebrities without knowing them. I shouldn't say that. Right. Um, but anyway, I, I, what I'm what I'm saying is I feel unfulfilled with the Sarah Paulson character just being reunited with her brother. I don't feel invested enough in in um, I, not invested enough. I feel like I'm too invested to have that cheap of a payoff in the end. Right. I think we've kind of evolved where Seth Rogen is like kind of the epicenter of everything, right? And he's kind of the most thought out and dynamic character and the least flat, right? You're right. You're right. He does have the most. Uh, the most well, backstory, kind of the most everything, yeah. And I don't know if that's me taking over. We were trying to do like something female centric, and then this male. No, it's it's character. it's just where it's just where we, where we headed. It, no, it's we tried. We we, our heart was in the right place. Well, it's where we started because you know you were passing the homeless people, and we decided to do a homeless piece. Well, yeah, because that's one of the things I keep reading about in the headlines of 2020. Right. No, I love it. I love this movie. I, I like just, this movie a lot too. I think it's okay that Sarah that. Sarah Paulson's character isn't the main attraction anymore. And like Seth Rogen might be the most important, but I think that her character is so important. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, 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 but, but again, like if you're doing something as big as, you know, warning the U S about the virus, you know, I feel like your character should be at least a little bit more, uh, had have a little more meat than Seth Rogen. But at the same time, I see what you're saying, but I just don't like, 
I want more for that character. I, I, it's not enough. And plus, if we've got Aubrey Plaza to be there, like just to be goofy, funny, you know, I like her being there. And it's like, can't we use those scenes where she calls it the Atlanta CDC, uh, use those scenes to develop her character more? Right. I think I need some water. I think I need to go to 7-Eleven. I just got back with, with, some, with a beverage myself. This empty can of yerba mate on my nightstand, and I, I need to go get some. Is that your uh, cue to hang up? No, no, no. I'm going to be talking to you through it. But uh, I got I, a new kombucha, by the way. The the watermelon. I've never had the watermelon from the. And it's. Uh, I'm always game to try new kombucha. Anyway, you were saying. <laughs> I don't oh. Well, I think that there's more that we can do with Sarah Paulson's character, but I think she's as developed as, like, Sandra Bullock's character in The Net, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Didn't she have a love interest in The Net? Probably, but, like, you couldn't really make a movie in the early 90s without a love interest, and we've kind of moved a little bit beyond that. And what's Well, I want someone to have a love interest. There needs to be some romantic aspect to this movie, even if it's the slightest one. We don't have any. Okay, what if... Uh, well, this, we, we never finalized. Does Seth Rogen's dream actress, is she like an old lady like Sally Field? I still picture it as Amy Schumer. I'm sorry. Okay, but yeah, I can, I, I, think can see the, I can see the other end of it too. I just, I really like the Amy Schumer because she's relevant. Right. And what if, what if it's Amy Schumer and it's, it's an evacuation that got him to LA and he's kind of forgotten about it but it's still something important to teach him that she isn't that character. And so Kiefer Sutherland does that introduction and then they kind of have this flirtation and it's a love interest, but it's never fully developed. And then there's- Kiefer the Sutherland sub- and Amy Schumer? Yeah. And then there's also hmm. the subtext between um, Sarah Paulson and Aubrey Plaza, remember, but it's never right. fully developed. I think it's okay. Yeah. The it's okay to tease. Interest. You're right. Yeah. But then maybe I in the just, end, I Sarah just... Paulson ends up with Kiefer Sutherland, and it's like very heteronormative. I don't know. <laughs> I like that too. Um, here, why don't you monologue? I have to put you on mute. Okay. Well, so if you're if you're coming in, I don't know if we have any listeners. It says zero, but I understand that sometimes it's fake. To to give you a recap and a recap for us, we start this movie um, in a world where Sarah Paulson works at the CDC and she's looking in a microscope um, and she's looking at the data numbers and she's realizing that uh, there is a new virus and people are getting it and there's reports in uh, Pennsylvania and Michigan and uh, Northern California uh, and she's starting, she's gotten a sample um, come in the mail of and she's looking up and she's realizing that this and then that scene ends and we're going to flash to uh, Seth Rogen, like, uh, yelling at people on the street, like, Taurus, like, don't you know that the bird god is coming for you, you stupid idiots? Don't you know? And they're just all scared. It's like, don't you know that the bird gods are coming for you? Bird can gods we put are him, coming for you. Can we put him in some sort of outfit that, like, the um, street performers wear um, in New York City? You know, like, yeah. the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah like, like put him in a chicken suit or something. Yeah, or like just tinfoil. <laughs> okay, go on. And then we flash to Kiefer Sutherland, 
who's like at his office and his like secretary is coming in and she's like, hi, sir, like you need to get that brief done by today or like the under partner. Hot secretary like a- or no? What? A hot secretary or no? Do you want it to be a hot secretary? Kind of. Yeah, I do. Yeah. But he's has but he he has no interest in her. No interest. He's too he's too brooding. Yeah, and she's black and she's hot. Okay, yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. She stands up, she sits up straight every time he comes in. Tries to tries to think that she can just show a little cleavage and get a promotion. Right. Exactly. Carry on. <laughs> you were saying. Uh, or maybe she's Asian. I like black. I see okay. like the kind of Gabrielle Union type. Yeah, I think she's younger than Gabrielle Union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just said type, you know, that like yeah. pretty that pretty girl, like black girl, she's a, you know, she's the a cheerleader hot black Gabrielle girl. Gabrielle Union. Um You know what? I was talking to someone who reminded me of an actress I haven't thought about in a long time earlier. Uh who was in Cousin Skeeter? Do you remember that? A Nick? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, was that my brother and me? No, it's Megan. Oh, I don't know. I don't know Cousin Skeeter. I know I remember that, but I don't remember. I didn't watch it, watch it. Um, I don't really remember. Um, but anyway, she's a hot black secretary. She's, you know, she might be an under five character, so we don't need to delve too much into it. But, um. She she tells him that like a brief is due. He's working in his law firm, and he's just like. Then it cuts to, it and he's like, "Okay, oh, I don't even care. Just like tell him he needs to fix this." And it shows him like going with red brief and just writing everything up, and just him looking like he hates life. Right, uh, quickly so, signing things, like just yeah. getting it done. And then he like goes and he's like going through the motions. He goes to his trainer and like is just like yelling at him like. Yeah, like, and he's like, he just looks miserable. And then he like goes home and he's in the shower and it's all really quick. And then it shows him just like at the computer typing up suicide and like, wait, it's like ways to kill yourself. Um, And then like suicide hotline, he thinks about it. He doesn't go and then like cut to the next. They're at the beach and he's walking and you see Seth Rogen. I see a comedic moment when he calls the suicide hotline, like where they just don't get it, you know, or they're, you know what I mean? Like some kind of, some kind of comedic moment where he is trying to not kill himself, but they keep giving him a reason to. Right. Exactly. And, um, right. And it's like someone like really annoying on the line. Yeah. 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 Like a girl filing her nails or something like, right. Yeah. Really disinterested doing it for the, the, um, extra credit on her transcript or something. Yeah. Or they do. Who just sounds so apathetic. Like, like a uh, surfer dude, like, bro, yeah. that sounds terrible. Like, <laughs> he's like, eh, hello. No, he's like, very naked. He's like, you know, yeah. something like that happened to me once. I totally understand it, sir. <laughs> he's like, it almost seems like the guy's like trolling him. Like, sometimes I do that to people on here when I'm just bored. Like, uh, he's like, how dare you? Yeah, I know it's, it's messed up, but people know they love it. Um, I wouldn't anyway, know. Uh, no, I'm just joking. I don't do that. Uh, but <laughs> he for Sutherland is calling in and he's like, it's, you can tell he's like nervous. He's literally like, did I make the right decision? I'm an established lawyer. And, uh, he's calling in and the guy on the, the line is like, 
are you trying to kill yourself, sir? Please don't do that. <laughs> and he's like, what? Yeah. You have like, so much yeah, to live just... for. Yeah. And you can, like, see him, like, looking at the paper. And he's like, yeah. don't worry, sir. Like, you, your life yeah. is worth it. And I'm listening. Like... And he's like, okay. Um, and they don't really get far. And Kiefer Sutherland just hangs up on him. Because he's just like, God, what a douchebag. Um so then, okay, after that, he, after we establish that he's suicidal, go on. They're I'm going to take a bite out of this ice cream. They're at Santa Monica, and, um, and you see Seth Rogen sleeping, and, like, you see uh, kind of a, a shot where Kiefer Sutherland, the camera kind of walks with him from the coffee shop, because you can see in his eyes he's about to end his life. And he's just drinking the coffee as his last meal. And he's totally finished it. And then he throws the coffee and it hits Seth Rogen and it just breaks up his walk to the ocean where he was just going to drown himself. And it just becomes very clear from the camera angle that that's what's going to happen. And uh, Seth Rogen then uh, wakes up and he's like, hey, dude, what the fuck? What are you doing? Right? Like all of that. And then he's like, oh, sorry. Uh we really need to recast Kiefer Sutherland. Like, he doesn't work for this role as it's evolved at all. Not as it's evolved, but I do see him screaming, I was going to kill myself, okay? Yeah, I was going to kill myself, okay? That's it. And then, like, it pauses, and there's some dialogue in between. Uh, but anyway, I don't know who it is yet. But Kiefer Sutherland... We'll think about uh, Still, you know, suicidal. And he is talking with Seth Rogen, and then it... Uh, I think we go back from that point to uh, Sarah Paulson, Paulson, right? Mm -hmm. Who's going through talking to her boss about this pandemic. You learn all, and there's a couple scenes like we've talked about, about the pandemic, Aubrey Plaza, uh, the boss and like all of that. And then we flash Played by Chi McBride. Right. Chi McBride is is playing (laughs) the boss. uh, And, you know, it becomes like, she starts to realize that they're coming to get her. There's several scenes. They flash back to, how Kiefer Sutherland and Seth Rogen are doing. They're sitting on outside on a stoop outside of a burger joint, like a tomboys. And uh, they're eating this burger. And uh, then a news reporter comes up. Um, and I don't know who this cameo is played by, but it's uh, an Asian uh, lady. Yeah. She's like, I'm standing outside Cedar Sinai. Yes. Yes. The burger place is near Cedar Sinai. And she's like, and we're like, there's talk, remember, and like no one really knows about the pandemic. She's like, there's talks about a rare. Um... The problem is, is like the media doesn't know very much at this point. It's early on. They could just say that there are, there's a lot of, here, we're outside Cedar Sinai where there's been a strange influx of impatient uh, right. due to a lung thing or something, you know, use their news language. Right. She, she does news language. And, like, in the back of the shot, uh, you can see uh, – what about before they do the shot? They're, like, ask Kiefer Sutherland and Seth Rogen to get out of it. And Seth Rogen's like, go bite me. And Kiefer Sutherland's like, yeah, go bite me. And that's, like, the first time you realize, like, Kiefer Sutherland is literally has started to morph during this time into, like, a friend of Seth Rogen because he wouldn't normally do that, right? Where does but the actress starts... come in? I'm like... The actress? I mean, I don't think she comes in until 
we're not following her simultaneously. She comes in when Seth Rogen or Kiefer Sutherland introduces her because I don't think we want to know about. But do we? I think we have to kind of lay the the ground of that. So we forgot about the scenes where uh, uh, Sarah Paulson is looking through the the scrapbooks and looking at her family and looking at the new story about the lost boy, which is her brother who ran away and her televangelist parents and. I really, I kind of wish they were dead, but I get it. It's a trope. You can kill him. Just kill him. Just kill him. I mean, no, I, I like, I them. like the televangelist. Let, let's just not, let's, I think that's the backstory of the televangelist, but I don't know that we explain it. Like, is there a, is no, there we don't audio recording? It. Like we can just what? have, she, like I told you, Sarah Paulson's flipping channels and then she pauses on a televangelist, kind of does one of those deep knowing sighs and then moves on to the next channel. Yes, I love that. And at the same, and in another scene, Seth Rogen also sees the televangelist parents and does another sty. But that's the only real mention of it. And the audience just has to get it. They have to get that connection, right? I, I um, like it. Okay, great. That's figured out. And so then, <laughs> uh, I forget where we were at. But anyway, then after all the scenes, she realizes that. Then we flip to Sarah Paulson. Uh, she's at her office and they're like coming in to kill her and uh, she like has to like take all of her files really quickly and then she like gets out and she uh, she like calls via like Google Voice she creates a new account yeah she quickly uh, tells Aubrey Plaza like you know if any you know if anybody asks I went to uh, Sarasota Florida to see my cousin or something you know yeah I'll check in with you later and she ends up in LA uh, no, no, no. Like, she, I'll check in with you later. But this is like a serious, like arm grabbing type of exchange. It's not like a right. quick, like I'll be in Sarasota. Like, no, you tell them I'll be in Sarasota, Florida. I'll be in touch with you, but don't tell anybody what's happening. This, you know, this is so a matter of life and death type of arm arm squeeze. And then Abby Plaza can even be funny. Like, you're ow, you're like hurting me. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what are you doing? Like, okay, I get it. Right. You're serious. All right. Don't Said be so dramatic. Right. She's like, you're gonna be fine. But I mean, uh, Aubrey Plaza knows that she's like gonna die though. But like, also, it's sort of just still being herself. Aubrey Plaza knows that her, Aubrey Plaza's gonna die. <laughs> uh oh, I lost you. It's because you're on the move. On the move. figure that out oh, at the back. homeless shelter. Oh, sorry. I was walking to 7-Eleven. Where, where did I leave? Oh, sorry about that. So I was saying then you see Sarah Paulson in LA and she's at, uh, she's calling the media trying to get their attention and they're ignoring her. But then she's also at the homeless shelter asking anyone if they've seen the picture of, she took a photograph of Seth Rogen from a, or a screenshot of the television from the news in the background and she like superimposed it and she's like asking everyone if they've seen him and everyone's like no no 
Uh, I thought she did a facial recognition thing. I like that uh, CSI kind of angle. Oh, right. Of Kiefer Sutherland, right? Right, yeah. That's how she, that's because they're eating those burgers on the side of the street. Okay, okay. So she goes to his law firm and she talks to his secretary and she's like, yeah, the hot one. in a few the days. He one. asked for like, yeah, she talks to the hot secretary and Oh, yeah, we like, can even have the hot secretary say something to him like, so are you doing anything for the long weekend? And he like rubs his forehead. I see. I still see Kiefer Sutherland. He like rubs his forehead really quickly. And he's like, no, God, I'm good. You know, I, I just, I'm so busy. He's like, do I have any mail? Do I have any messages? You know, like that kind of like quick exchange where she wants to like ask him to take her on a romantic getaway. But he's just so emotionally removed. Oh, no, I lost you again. Turtle. Turtle. Can you hear me? Oh, you're you're back. You're back. It's because you're on. Okay. The yeah, I'm sorry about that. No, it's okay. I get it. I like to be on the move too. Um, I just uh, needed food. Oh, I hear it. Um, we were talking about. We were talking about. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the the, the CSI a- angle where she takes this, uh, the facial recognition goes to the law firm. Oh yeah, and then the hot black secretary um, tries to like uh, come on to Keeper Sutherland's character, but he's just so like busy and uh, you know he's just like uh, t- you drive any messages, you know, instead of like right. she like you know, pulls her she pulls her skirt up and like pushes her shirt down a little bit before he comes into work to like get his attention, but he's just right. just too busy. I think also Kiefer Sutherland, after he's met Seth Rogen, they start having this good time and he starts to, like, laugh for the first time in, like, 20 years. He actually yeah. calls and says he needs to take PTO, which the hot secretary's like, you've never taken PTO, sir. Like, he, he asks, yeah. like, how much PTO do I have uh, saved? And she's like, sir, the records show that you've, like, never taken PTO in the 30 years you've worked at this law firm type of thing. And he's like, great. And she's like, what? And it's like, just like a confused, sexy secretary face. Um, yeah, I like that. Like, what? Like, she must have met somebody. Did you meet someone? Yeah. Or, or she should I be jealous? Like one of the other oh, how about she? How about she's in the past been able to seduce him, but this time she, lately she hasn't been able to seduce him. Like, he doesn't want it anymore, you know? And so right. she's like yeah. trying to get it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but he's slowly changing, you know, like in True Beverly Hills, how she needed that cigarette in the beginning, but then slowly doesn't need it anymore. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So um, uh, he comes in. I'm uh, a little no messages. distracted by the drink selection at 7 Eleven because I wanted oh, your okay. mocha, but I don't think that they have it. It's a little bit too. Oh, but they had this I, like I organic electrolyte fusion with coconut water. That looks good. Ooh, cucumber water. I like that. Okay, sorry. I got distracted. Um, no, it's fine. My, you have to live your life. That's my ADHD. Uh, <laughs> we were so, on uh, the lawyer coming into his law firm. So the lawyer, he calls in and he's like, I need the PTO because they don't know why. And then uh, Sarah Paulson is like in uh, LA and she goes to the home. Oh, she doesn't go to the homeless shelter. She goes to his work. She goes to the law firm and they're like, he right. hasn't been in. So he actually like, just called and took off. He actually just took a said he wasn't going to be in for an extended period of time because, you know, something about the PTO, like literally she just hung up with him, you know. Right. And then they're like, um, she's like, can I have this home address? And they're like, no. So she's like still on the hunt. 
while still also trying to call a bunch of like media outlets to try to be like, I need to talk to somebody there. Hello, I need to like, and like you can see her like emailing a bunch of newspapers. Like I have some information, it's like nothing. And then they, people at, like Wait, the, the secretary library, like, has information. No, 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 Sarah Paulson. So, so like she's simultaneously both trying to find Seth Rogen, but also trying to get them. You also see like scenes of her like trying to email and and get the word out and like not getting any response or like people being like, uh huh, you're crazy. Okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's like, no, the U.S. government's trying to attack me, and they're like, and like, oh, we got another like conspiracy theorist, and like, yeah, just put her in the. Why don't you call Alex Jones? Right, and so that's happening, and um, any chips, sun chips or salt and vinegar. <laughs> Ooh, I like both of those ideas. I don't know, but okay. So where did fuck? I already forgot where we left off. Shit. No, so Sarah Paulson uh, is uh, at the law firm, and then you see that she's doing the emails, and then uh, oh and right, I think crazy. Into, Call Alex. Jones. Uh, Seth Rogen and uh. Kiefer Sutherland are at the apartment and he's like, how did you end up in LA to begin with? And he's like, well, I followed a girl here. He's like, at what age? Uh, and he's like, so they've been, how long have they been? Like, they've only been hanging out for like one day, right? No, the passage of time is because you know that I think when he calls the law firm, he says like, she's like, where have you been? Like, everyone's looking for you. Like, it's been like three days. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to need to take like a like he's like, how much PTO do I have saved up? And she's like, you've never used any PTO. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to take like three weeks off. And like the passage of time has kind of gone on for a while. And then he, uh, I think that we need to get Seth Rogen on some meds, don't you think? Okay, yeah. So Kiefer Sutherland pays for all of his, he, he puts him into therapy. Kiefer Sutherland like takes him, he's like his new project. He takes off all of his PTO and uh, like gets treats this kid as if it were his own brother. Right. And they go to the therapist to get, he goes to his therapist. His therapist oh, he hasn't been for a while and they do like a couple joint things. Can his He's therapist like, be Ellie Kemper? Yes, the therapist is Ellie Kemper. <laughs> and like, they're like, she's like, well, this isn't really like part of the protocol. Like I'm not really supposed to do like stranger buddy time. And they're just like, I'm paying you, and this is what we're doing. And like, she's like, but I kind of like it. I'm kind of digging it in like a very Ellie Kemper way. Uh, we have a bubble. Let's listen. Hey, this is random, but I just want to know what y'all think about black porn. What did he say? The black one? I don't know. I, I couldn't really hear. Uh, something fell in the background. He said, "This is kind of random. I just wanted to see what you guys thought of the black one." The black one? I don't know. The secretary character is black. Um, we love black people. And we I like, like her. <laughs> and we like her. Are you? Um, should we? Do you think we should have more diversity in the movie? I do. I have thought that. Uh, but um, but uh, again, like none of this cast. First of all, this is sort of just brainstorm hour. We can always recast these characters as as race neutral for sure. Uh, which I think is important, but we're just kind of using the actors as a prototype of what the personality of the character looks like for now. Right. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so they go to, they doing therapy. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to put you on these meds and he starts to get better. Uh, and well, technically first... a therapist can't prescribe you anything. You get the prescription from a psychiatrist. Just saying. Okay. But there's like a team. 
Well, maybe they go to the psychiatrist instead, and it's Ellie Kemper. Okay. Okay. Okay, I like Is that. Is that better? Yeah, with her glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she's got, like, weird glasses, for sure. Yeah, like granny glasses, but she's super young and cute. Yeah, cute granny, like, you know, quirky, like, Zoe de Chanel, but Ellie Kemper-type weird glasses. I like and, it. um, I love it. Um, I want these tangy pickle Doritos, but I want them in a bigger bag. Um, sorry, that was a sidetrack. But, uh, so they go, and they, um, they're, he gets him on meds, and then he, like, is like, how did you get to L.A. to begin with? And he's like, you know, I was chasing a girl, this girl I grew up with. And he's like, at times I can't really remember everything. Like, my memory's so shot over the years. But, uh. I definitely was chasing this girl and I haven't been able to find her. And like, it just kind of brought me here. And he's like, describes like the girl. And he says like, you know, growing up, like she was the only thing I really had that felt stable and real uh, other than my sister. Uh, and uh, she had this catchphrase. What's the catchphrase again? Oh crap. I don't remember. I remember I was by the apples when I looked at it, when I said it. <laughs> well, luckily we're recording this whole thing. So if we want to, we can look back at it later, but um, the brilliant ideas are never are never lost. <laughs> right. So um, anyway, he says the catchphrase like what you did, how you did, when you did it or whatever it was. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah, you're right. He's like, wait a minute. What are and you where talking and about... why? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, what, not... where and why? <laughs> right. What, where and why? And he's like, wait, are you talking about uh, that girl? And he, like, pulls up the, like, YouTube of, like, the old show. And he's like, what the? Like, they, like, he's like, no, I think, like, you've, like, needed this medication for a long time. And I think that you, like, have never got it and you were very confused. Um, and, and then he's like, no, I don't believe this. And he starts to kind of get paranoid again with him. And, like, they start to have some friction and this, like, buddy energy that they've created kind of gets lost. Um but, and he's like, hold on, I, I'm going to take you on a drive. He's like, let's just drop it for now. And he takes him on a drive. And then the next scene, they're in uh, the, the meeting in the Studio City. And they, uh, what's Amy Poehler's there? Not Amy Poehler. Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. Yeah, a different Amy. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Go on. Yeah, and they have the meeting, and she's sort of, like, there, they're talking. Um, hold on, I have to check out real quick. Why don't you monologue the next scene? Well, let's see. Um, they have their meeting, and I'm waiting for Sarah Paulson to come back, and I feel like they go back to the apartment and after their meeting, and he's like, I can't believe I, you know, loved, liked her. You know, she, she's, she was awful. And he's like, I didn't think she was that bad. Kind of like having a, a secret crush on her because he likes that sort of pushy type of woman. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Sutherland and, uh, does? Yeah. Yeah. And um, then so they're back You're at the apartment. You're seeing Sutherland and Amy Schumer hook up in the end. They could. They could. I mean, I, have, I, I just kind of was thinking that there could be a little subtext of him liking that type of dominant woman. You know, because yeah. he uh, I like he kind of like smiled and half smiled at her when she made her brush jokes and things like that. Um, but then 
uh, we go back to Kiefer Sutherland's apartment and um, then that's where they hang out for a minute, maybe smoke a bowl or something. I feel like we can have some weed right here. And, um, and then ding, 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 dong, there's someone at the door. It's like, eh. And then it's a, it's a fancy apartment, so it's got a video thingy. So instead of you just like buzzing them in, you see a video of them and then buzz them in. Uh-huh. And he sees a video of Sarah Paulson holding up her CDC badge and being like, U.S. government, I'm going to need you to open the door or something. I don't know. And then, and then yes. he's like, whoa, there's like a there's like a, a, a CDC agent at the door. And he's like, oh, it's my sister. How did she find me? You know. But like, I think he has to be more surprised because I mean, he hasn't seen her since she was 12. You're right. He's like, oh, my God. It's, it's, he's like, that's wait. my sister. He does, yeah, he doesn't know that, Yabby. he doesn't know that, sorry, the cat was trying to escape. He doesn't it's know okay. that she's been she working at the CDC, sense. so seeing that, like, badge doesn't automatically give her away. He has to, right. like, see, you know, he's like, whoa, there's some lady with the badge, and he's like, what? Like, maybe they smelled the weed, and then he, she goes, like, goes up, oh, my God, that's, that's my sister. Right. And he's like, well, well, let her in, let her in. Like, I don't know, maybe it's not her, like, it's her. You know, maybe like a little comedic exchange. And then they let her in and Sarah Paulson comes up and that's where I'm kind of hazy. I have it pretty clear up until she gets to the apartment. Okay, we have a bubble, let's listen to it. Who hasn't seen who since who was 12? <laughs> um, it was- Seth Rogen hasn't seen his uh, Sarah sister Sarah Paulson since he was 12 because he ran away. Because he was bipolar and schizophrenic. And he thought he could win the heart of uh, Amy Schumer, who was a child actress. Right. And his televangelist <laughs> parents uh, never allowed him to be medicated. And Seth and Sarah yeah. Paulson always hated them for that. And so she's estranged from them. But now she's a scientist. For that reason. Ooh, that's why she's into science. Like, she went into it. Her parents didn't believe it. Thank science. you so much. Have a good night. Sorry, that was my Seven Eleven exchange. Um, no, it was great. No, but because the, but that's why she went into science because her parents were super anti-science. Right, and so now she's the, one of the lead epidemiologists, but she has inside information about a a pandemic that and the president's trying to. Ooh, I just got an extra idea. Okay, well, how about this? Oh, how about this? When she gets to the apartment, there's a little exchange, you know, like an awkward exchange where they offer her like some tea or cookies or whatever, because he's got a fancy apartment. Here's some plate of Milano cookies or whatever, like, and she's pretty. So he like wants to like kind of comb his hands through his hair a little bit and like, you know, be a good host. And then she gets a call and it's from Aubrey Plaza. And she's like, dude, they're asking about you. You know, something like that, where there's like, um, there's a little bit of fear that needs to be instilled. And then she like looks outside and she's like, are they watching me? Is somebody watching me? I feel like I just saw like a red laser or something. You know, that's where we start to get um, uh, signs that she's targeted. Yes, yes, I love that. We have some bubbles. Are you ready for them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, let's pop them. Uh, penis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay, yeah. That could be super, a line of super smart. at some point. Like, penis? <laughs> oh, thank you. I didn't. I I feel like I barged in now. Headline to movie concept: A uh, guy uh, is working at job, doesn't like job, classic cubicle job. 
job combines with other job in office place and then um because of that guy meets uh nerd girl has a fair um explodes life um and then sits <laughs> in his car and talks to himself on his phone and then uh translates that into talking into this thing well that might be for our next uh movie which is about the serial killer who escalates to killing people while they're live on stereo right yes that's our next movie we've kind of so we started this as we didn't know if we were going to just take a bunch of headlines and kind of just concept or but then we decided that we were ultimately going to use this time to uh dive into coming up with one wholly completed concept uh well, we went through a bunch of different headlines. Yeah, yeah, and then we both got the image of Sarah Paulson as a as a CDC lady. Right, <laughs> right. Well, originally it was Kiefer Sutherland as a CDC epidemiologist, and then we recast. Oh, that's right. We we switched him to be a a lawyer who wants to kill himself. Right, and we recast the part that he was originally in as Sarah Paulson. Right, uh, so it's a it's a female lead instead of a male lead, but at the same time, she's not even the lead because it's kind of an ensemble at this point. Right, there's there's no real one lead. Seth Rogen, her, and Kiefer Sutherland are all the leads, and Amy Schumer's a little bit of a lead. I kind of think she's just in that one scene at this point. Yeah, and I think like he she kind of gets his um his sexual mojo back because he was he's been so depressed for so long. No one's really kind of like turned his eye in a while actually i like amy schumer coming back like they have that one scene for a minute a vanity scene she comes back to the apartment and like talks to them some more yeah we'll we'll, we'll think about that later but yeah i don't want her to just have that one scene i want her to come back um, yeah because she becomes like likable you know right by the end of of her scenage but um, so we left off when she when um I, I keep I, I keep wanting to say Nicole Kidman, but no Sarah Paulson when she's in the living room, um at the apartment and you can just kill maybe, Sarah Paulson. I'm okay with it. Like let's just I we do can recast I Nicole do not want to no 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 I don't want to kill her. I don't want to kill her. I was just I keep thinking about the interpreter with uh La Interpretora. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> with, that's exactly with what Nicole I Kidman and like running the UN at the building. Yeah, yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, that's exactly where my mind went. She's sort of across Sandra Bullock in Net, Julia Roberts in um, what's the Julia Roberts movie that's like based off of a John Grisham novel, The Pelican Brief. Like, oh yeah, The Pelican Brief, good one. So like The Pelican Brief, Net, and uh, the interpreter tropes of like women like trying to get away from a government conspiracy that's trying to kill them right yeah when they've uncovered something super confidential and are about to expose it right at the sake of um a lot of money and fat cat investors and really really big uh big wigs of the of the country who can have her killed at any moment exactly (laughs) <laughs> okay so now we've left off uh, when they're in the living room and she's starting to feel like paranoid like, like am i being watched because she just hung up the phone with aubrey plaza who says that everybody's asking questions 
Right. And they're suddenly interested in her whereabouts. And Aubrey Plaza is not really that good of a liar, but she kind of is. You know, she's like joking about, I don't know, I, I, I like the, I like using her as a vessel for comedy, being like, well, you know, like, I'm not a very good liar, but I think they believe me, you know, or something like that. I don't know. I, uh, right. I want her to be kind of sociopathic in a way, you know, <laughs> but like kind of coming across dumb. But, um, yeah, so what after that? She hangs up the phone and then what? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry, I... Are we back at your house or are we still walking? No, I'm back at my house. I just, uh, I trumped into this candy and I didn't know it if I... It hurt my tooth a little bit, so I'm just checking out my tooth. Oh, I totally get that. You're like, oh, God. I'm going to have this chip here forever. It didn't do that. So it's like, do that, teeth, so it's okay. Uh, yeah, I think I'm fine. But, uh, yeah, where did we leave off? She's in the living room. She hung up with Aubrey Plaza who says that they're starting to get suspicious and ask questions and she can't hold them off for much longer. And then she, when she hangs up, she uh, is paranoid that there's people watching and that there's like laser um, guns on her and things like that. And then Kiefer Sutherland, being Kiefer Sutherland, like looks out the window and he's like, uh, I don't know, does he see something? Because see, that's where right up until this point, the movie's really clear. After this, I only know how it ends. Wait, tell me the part we're at again. <laughs> um, Sarah Paulson, Kiefer Sutherland, and Seth Rogen are all sitting in the living room. And then Aubrey Plaza calls and says, um, I can't hold them off for much longer. Dude, everybody's asking questions. Um, you know, watch your back kind of a thing. And then she hangs up the phone and she's fairly paranoid. And like, maybe she gets up and shuts the curtains because you know, someone can see in or, you know, she looks out and sees a guy like looking at a telescope or whatever. And she, you know, suspects him, you know, and then she shuts the curtains. And then that's where I don't know. I don't know. After that. I think after that, um, Sheriff Holt, uh, Seth Rogen's like, geez, I think I thought I was paranoid, which is like a funny joke. Um, yeah, because he's a stoner. And, like, yeah, because he's, like, schizophrenic. Oh, oh right, that too. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then suddenly, like, the next scene, there's still an apartment, and there's someone shooting into the apartment, and the the CIA is, is trying to kill everyone in Kiefer Sutherland's apartment. So then they they flee the apartment. So they flee the apartment. Yeah, they flee the apartment. Oh, and they go to Amy Schumer's house. Kipper Sutherland's like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because before, before... 
before they left, Amy Schumer kind of like gave him, gave her him his, gave him her business card and like a little wink at the end, like call me if you need anything sometime, and like kind of pulls on his tie a little bit and hands right. him her business card. Yeah, and then he's like, they'll never suspect that we're here. But now it's kind of become a weird. That's kind of like too funny to keep in this psychological thriller vein that we're trying to stick in. You know, I don't know. I kind of like this crossover of like psychological thriller meets like buddy comedy. Buddy comedy, but now it's kind of a buddy romantic comedy. You know, right? But not the romance never is like fully developed, right? Which is okay. Yeah, it's only it's all subtext with everybody. Right. (laughs) I'll subtext all day. <laughs> okay, so then if you want to go with that, then they go to Amy Schumer's again, and that's everybody. Um, how does it end again? Sarah Paulson moves to L.A. to be with her brother. Oh, I lost you. Uh-oh. Turtle? Hello? Turtle? I can't hear you, Turtle. Turtle, can you hear me? Come in, Turtle. Hello? Man. Can you hear me? Turtle, can you hear me? Check, check, turtle one, two. Hello? Hello?
Hello? Hello? Man. Hey, you're back. I can hear you. Again. Sorry, my phone died. I was not paying attention. My phone. Oh, hey, phone, so. look at that. Good to know. Like when someone's phone dies, it doesn't disconnect you. You just keep going until your phone comes back. Right. That's so, cool. Sorry about that. No, no. I'm glad you came back. I was I thought it was me. OK, we've got a bubble here. Hopefully it's not somebody saying penis. How about this? It's a movie about a talking dishwasher <laughs> that uh, goes to New York City. That's the plot. Well, that would I, be like a brave little toaster sequel. A th- well, a third cool, you know. Right, right. A brave, the brave I, large dishwasher. <laughs> I I think everyone's doing what we or what you imagined this, which would play better, I guess, for a stereo audience because people just come in and out and not that many people are consistently watching that like they can say things then we kind of just talk a little bit about it and come up with a concept and flesh it out a little bit but actually what we're doing folks is uh we've come up with like a fully fleshed out concept not fully fleshed out but we're trying to evolve a go through the steps just for fun like we have no intention of making this movie (laughs) but ryan murphy if you want to it's all yours right but it's a movie he doesn't do movies does he I think he does. Like, he'll do... Like, he just did prom with Meryl Streep. Mm, okay, okay. But anyway, um, yeah. No he also directed making the movies uh, just for fun. Love, right? I don't know. I don't know. But but you remember where we left off, okay? I don't remember exactly where we were at. We... we okay, we had just fled Kiefer Sutherland's high-rise apartment because... Okay. Because uh, Sarah Paulson was getting shot at by government officials who right. are are trying to kill her before she can get the message out. Well, like Seth Rogen, Keeper Sutherland, and Sarah Paulson are all being shot at by CIA operatives because, like, he's with them or he's with her, uh, well, right? And then they they Kiefer Sutherland because he had sort of a subtextual uh, love connection with Amy Schumer's character of the washed up actress. Um, calls her to hide out in her apartment or right. house. Are they in New York or are they in LA? They're in LA. Cause we okay. started and we could change that. I just, for some reason we started with Seth Rogen is uh, homeless on the beach uh, in Santa Monica. Can right. you hear me? Um, yeah. Yeah. You're fine. I can hear you again. Um, uh, washed up actress. There was more to that. Damn it. You, you left me and then I forgot it. It'll come back. Continue. And, okay. So they go, uh, they ding dong and like Amy Schumer is there and she's like, come on in. And she lives in like this nice hideout bungalow in the hills. And, um, there's gotta be an interaction between Sarah Paulson and Amy Schumer. That's weird and interesting, but I don't know what it is when they're in the hideout. Maybe they should, maybe they should like, 
like Amy Schumer expects her to be interested in Kiefer Sutherland and like tries to see if she is maybe and Sarah Paulson just has no interest in it and maybe it's kind of like a an, a moment where she's like are you you gonna come up on my man you know kind of a comedic mm-hmm. moment right so maybe that could be the moment you're describing but I, I feel like okay so what are we they're like quarantined inside of Amy Schumer's house now right yeah so they're they're in Amy Schumer's house and then we have to get to the point where Amy Schumer helps Sarah Paulson get to CNN but CNN is headquartered in um it doesn't have to be the actual CNN. It could be FNN or something. You know, it doesn't have to be CNN. Right. But all the cable news channels are all headquartered in their New York or Atlanta. Oh, there's no studios in LA? We could do a local news. I mean, there are. There's like a CNN. We can just get her to the CNN satellite office in Los Angeles. and she. Could... They also could be in New York. We could totally transplant the studio or the apartment and all of that. It just plays, the actress thing plays better. It could be L.A. or New York, right? We can change that later in post. Um, But right now, they're in L.A. They're in Amy Schumer characters, Bungalow. Um, And so, like, Kiefer Sutherland and Seth Rogen still don't fully understand what's happening. So, like, Amy Schumer explains to them about the pandemic and tells... um, she like tells um, she tells Amy Schumer and Amy Schumer gets it and she's like, "Yep, I know that asshole. I know this president. Like, fuck this. I know where to take you." Yeah, and she like, has like a personal story about how he like you know grabbed her ass or something. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to the governor's ball in 1997, and you know he tried to grab my ass. A real a real piece of work, our president. Right. She was like, I just finished like Days of Our Trees or whatever that show was called that he was infatuated with. Right. And she um she was like fourteen when he grabbed her ass. Perfect, perfect. That just shows what kind of slime ball he is. And we'll never right. mention his name because it's a fictional administration. Right. It's a fictional administration and a fictional pandemic. And like the government's trying to fictionally uh let it go on too long to like make money on trying to help people from it. Um, and so then they go in her, she's like driving them really fast in her like uh, Lincoln town car and like Amy Schumer's there. And then the CIA gets behind them and they're shooting at them. And there's like a race scene where they like, Oh Amy no, Schumer... no, we're, we're getting too fast and furious over here. You don't love that? <laughs> No, I mean, I like her driving crazy and then, like, having a kind of a comedic scene where they're like, what a crazy driver. And she's like, you know, whatever. I've been, I got nothing to lose. Like, this is how I drive normally, you know? Yeah, but what if Seth Rogen's also, like, kind of having, like, manic uh, things coming to him while they're like... And he's like, I see them. And so they're like, where? And he's like, it's them. And he's screaming. And she's like, Shh. But she starts driving faster. But, like, they're not I thought that he's there. gotten help for that stuff. He has, he you're right. Like, we shouldn't that, really backtrack. No. I just thought the PTSD of, like, now being shot at might, like, make him regress a little bit. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But I want, I, I don't want to really focus on his mental illness too much. Okay. I don't find it to be that relevant. So okay. I'm trying to get the cat in. 
He's fine. Oh, He's we've got we've got a bubble here. Okay, let's pop the bubble. Um, I don't know if you guys heard my dishwasher pitch, but it's fucking awesome. You guys are pretty cool with that. Thanks, Ian, the guy. We heard your dishwasher pitch. We're still kind of, we're at this point in the show where we're kind of finishing up what we've been working on. Uh, but I think, like, the dishwasher pitch, if you can give it to us again, um, maybe we could add it somewhere to a scene and we'll let you know. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe we could a... put it in, um, maybe in the cartoon that, that's on the TV in the background during their stoner moment or something. Maybe we right. can have it be like a like a metaphoric uh, drug trip, you know, like because we do want to have that drug trip where Sarah Paulson, you know, connects with her brother, like, and then they, you know, they let go and even Kiefer Sutherland. We can have that be at Amy Schumer's house. Yes, that know? works. At, they're all for doing that at Amy Schumer's house uh, before, and they like. She tells they, them. They like connect and bond over it. Right. And she's like, there's this global pandemic and we have to tell the media. And she's like, yeah, I get that. You know what we really need and how they're like, but these people are trying to kill us. And like, and she's like, okay, right, this is a lot. Like, let's just do some shrooms. And there's a dishwasher involved. I don't remember well, no, exactly. No, how about how about they they do the shrooms in the kitchen and they watch, they're just like listening to the dishwasher go. Come on, come on. We're going inside. Hey, don't disobey me. Yeah, blues. Hey, she's disobeying me, like, on purpose. She's, like, running away from me. Debbie. Okay, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. She's getting, she's getting fucking ballsy in her old age. Um, um, okay, oh, I thought so they're, you were, they're, they're you, just you were talking to your cat. I thought you were being the dishwasher in their store. Oh. <laughs> mushroom trap. <laughs> No, no. So they're 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 just eating the mushrooms, waiting for it to kick in, listening to the hum of the dishwasher, and then it go it starts and you know, kind of like a nineteen seventies mushroom drug trip starring the dishwasher and right. uh, almost like a cartoon um partridge family type of uh, animation. There you go. There's the dishwasher for you. <laughs> right. I think there's also a montage during that part too. We're like Sarah, of their drug Sarah trip? Paulson, Amy Schumer, Seth Rogen, and Keith Sutherland are all sort of like dancing around. Uh, yeah, I don't want to cheese like, it up too much. I don't want dancing, really. No dancing. Well, and we we, we okay. could imply dancing, but I mean, like once you throw dancing in, it kind of man. I guess you're right, though. We're straddling the lines of a of a thriller and a comedy. <laughs> I don't know right. if those are lines that are often straddled. <laughs> Right, it's going to be like its own new genre in like the way that it mixes. Although, I don't know that, I think there's a lot of like those uh, Buddy, Will Ferrell uh, mixed with, um, I, I think there's been actually been a lot of like comedy, uh, superhero, thriller kind of movies that have come out in the last couple of years. I don't know that they were really making up a new genre in that sense. I mean, it's it, uh, yeah, no. I mean, it's just, it just seems like there's a lot on the com comedic side. Um, but that's right. Fine. Here, monologue for a second. Yeah. So anyway, they they're at Amy Schumer's house, and they are um, really stoned. They're doing their thing. They come back out uh, at some point. Amy Schumer, you're like, is Amy Schumer gonna hook up with Kiefer Sutherland? Is Amy Schumer going to hook up with Seth Rogen? Is Sarah Paulson going to hang hook up with Kiefer Sutherland? Um, and it's unknown. You're, you're, you're itching for somebody to hook up, though. 
But no one ever does. It's just like I don't like that. I don't like that. I want one hookup. I, I like maybe an implied one during the during the mushroom trip. I think during the mushroom trip, Kiefer Sutherland actually hooks up with Sarah Paulson, and Seth Rogen hooks up with Amy Schumer. No, I like it the other way around, where where Kiefer Sutherland hooks up with Amy Schumer. Okay, but then that, that I mean, the other two are siblings, so they can't really hook yeah, up. Yeah, no, they're not going to hook up. They're going to connect. Okay. Yeah, they're, like, talking about their childhood, and she's like, why did you run away? And then we learn, if you haven't figured it out already from the subtext, like, that, that they're televangelists. And he's like, mom and dad, like, well, I needed to go find the girl. They wouldn't let me find the girl. And she was like, but you see now, like, the girl, was it real, right? And he's like, yeah, like, Bob or whatever Kiefer Sutherland's character's name, like, showed me that. But I don't know. They never really, like, they just told me that, like, I was crazy. And, like, I knew I wasn't crazy. I guess I was a little crazy. But and she's like, yeah, they should have gotten you treatment back then. And, like, they should have cared. But they told you to just splash water on your face and to pray to Jesus. And uh, that was wrong. And I should have stood up. I was your older sister. I let them, that happen to you. I let that abuse and then mistreat you. Um, and that's kind of happening while, like, simultaneously in the other room of this, like, bungalow mansion, like, Amy Schumer and Kiefer Sutherland are like, let's get it on. Um, so. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I think that happened. And then, then I think um, Sarah Paulson gets a call. Aubrey Plaza calls uh, Amy Schumer's house. And she's like, Oh, and I was going to say, I was going to say, did you want to, you don't have to, but did you want to change the little bottom thing uh, or you want to keep it headlined to movie concept? Do we have a name for this, this motion picture? <laughs> I don't know. We can just keep it. Um, okay. And because that's what we were doing. We took the headlines, we took concepts and we turned into a movie. Um, well said, well said. I overthink. But, uh, yeah, so Aubrey Plaza calls. She's calling the bungalow where Amy Schumer's ha- character is, and she's talking to them about um, the mutations, and they're reminded of how urgent it is to talk to the media again. And um, she sends, like, a, a data file. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then before the end of the, before she right before she hangs up, like, Chi McBride walks in, you know, the boss. And then she's like, okay, got to go. And like hangs up pretty quickly, you know, like, yes, feel like he's yes. coming in. Yeah. Right. And she finds out about the mutation. Um, and she's like, how'd you get this like number? How do you know where I am? She's like, I'm tracking you. I've been tracking for you for years. And it's like an awkward, like Aubrey Plaza's like also. A yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, too. yeah. It's like, oh, I've been tracking you for years ever since I saw you in that burlesque, <laughs> in that burlesque yeah. video. <laughs> right. <laughs> What? Ever since I saw you in that burlesque video. <laughs> right. So Sarah Paulson and Amy, uh, they're like, okay, we need, she's like, it's urgent. The American public is going to die. The president's going to happen. That's why they're trying to kill me. And then Amy Schumer's like, I'm going to save the day. And that's when they get in the car. And then I think there has to be like another like CIA is like trying to kill them 
obstacle before she can get her message yeah. to the media. Obviously- How about a plant, like like a CIA agent who pretends to be on their side? I think we have a message, by the way. Okay, let's listen. Oh my god, turtle. Hey, what's up, turtle? <laughs> you lost some weight. Um, I love Sarah Paulson. She is the tits and the ass and the dick. <laughs> she is everything. Have you seen her impressions? Um, hilarious. Thank you, I good great. Haven't. Yeah, we cast her. We've cast her in this movie that we haven't seen up her with. impressions. I haven't really seen her impressions either. Um, if you have any good impressions, let us know. But she's playing a epidemiologist at the CDC who is simultaneously trying to avoid a presidential conspiracy to kill her because of her knowing too much information and also meeting her estranged, uh, mentally ill brother who's homeless in L.A. So uh, that's where we're at with this movie. And we're at the point where we're kind of finishing off the last bit of scenes where she's leaving <laughs> the Starlet, the ex-Starlet's home with her brother and a uh, depressed lawyer who's kind of in a buddy relationship with her brother. That's why she kind of met him again. And they're going to tell the world about a pandemic. So some people's lives can be saved while the president wants to kill everyone. And the brother um, is uh, obsessed with Amy Schumer-ish, the character that she played on TV while he was growing up at least. And uh, now she's kind of washed up. Uh, yeah. And Ken's kind of hinting that she's into Kiefer Sutherland's character. Because he's, he's like kind proud. of sexually repressed and hasn't, hasn't had his fire lit in a while. Cause, oh, and Kiefer Sutherland has a super hot uh, black secretary who's just totally into him. And I think they've gone there before, but we're not really going to talk about it. Again, more subtext. <laughs> Lots of subtext. All right. We have another and he takes his... Let me tell you, if Sarah oh, okay. Paulson oh, was tracking me, I would... I, she'd know my voice she'd know my fucking sign number she'd know everything fucking about me that bitch I, you do not want to mess with that bitch alright <laughs> I love her she is fucking amazing and I think I know that uh, it's Jimmy Fallon just search up Sarah Paulson impression Jimmy Fallon it's so funny so funny um I, I will look into that if I can get past Jimmy Fallon. And are we messing with Sarah Paulson or is he talking about the character? Because her character is definitely getting messed with, but like, or we're not messing with her. Like we love her. I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I wouldn't want to mess with Sarah Paulson ever. I think she's the illest. Um, right. But you anyway, can spell anyway. this even gave her, uh, no, 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 let's not talk about this, but we love, okay. we love Sarah Paulson. <laughs> okay. Shit, okay. like this uh, sounds bubble. like a movie, like a real fucking. This sounds like a Hollywood hit. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the terminology is, but it sounds good. And I'll, I'll you know, I'll pay my, my I, movie theaters are on the outs, so I'll, you know, I'll keep subscribing to fucking Amazon Prime and Netflix and shit like that. Um, my question to you, Turtle, and to you, uh, you can spell this. Uh, no, I can't. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. You can. Okay, shut up, shut up. Um, what is your favorite Sarah Paulson American Horror Story series? What is your favorite? Coven. Mine, personally, it's got to be Coven. I love Coven. Right? Coven is my Coven. favorite American Horror Story. And 1984. That one just blew all the... Like, Coven, it, it stands pretty high. 
But ni- 1984, like, come on. You did it fucking right. So, uh, I really liked the O.J. Simpson. Um, oh, yeah. Sarah Paulson. Yeah. But that and, doesn't count. He said American Horror Story. But isn't that part of American? It's American Horror Story. In a way. In a way. It yeah. was a horrific American story, so I guess that counts. Speaking of which, I went to the American Horror Story house, uh, the murder house recently. I've been going to, here, here's a here's a, a website for you. I am not a stalker.com. Have you oh, been wow. there? And it tells you like, a, where it, the movie sites are. Yeah, where they were filmed. Like, I went to the Golden Girls house recently. I went to the Charmed house. Um, uh, I live close to, like I said, Rebecca Schaefer's house where she was murdered. And I, I, um, anyway, we were in the middle of this movie. And, and I'm oh. glad he thinks it's a Hollywood hit because I do too. Like, I can already see the, 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 the movie poster, you know, with that concerned look on the face. And, and let's not forget about that scene where she's walking down the street, seeing everybody like eating in restaurants and seeing everybody doing things that's gonna, that are gonna, that she's gonna, she's trying to get them to not do. And then she's doing that whole turning around in the middle of the street. Oh, I'm helpless, but I have all the answers thing. Right. Yes. You know, you heard it here first. You can spell this, and I made this. So if any listeners steal this, uh, well, that's great for you. But um, Harvey Weinstein's in jail. He's like, it's pretty good. (laughs) 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 That douchebag would probably have to, he would focus more on the the hot secretary and um, sexualize the Aubrey Plaza character a little bit more. But I can just see her with her lab coat and her, her little glasses and um, her, her quirky sense of humor. And I totally see her, her like, like curling in the cur- corner to the phone, like being like, dude, they've been asking about you all day. When are you coming back? Like that, right. that kind of, right. that kind of thing. And then she McBride walks in. She's like, okay, gotta go by. Hey. Right. You know, and then it cuts back to where I, I, the only parts that I'm really hazy is right, right. Like right here where we're at, like right. uh, they're at Amy Schumer's house. They've had the drug trip. We're getting close. Um, and, and there's a there's a love connection between Amy Schumer and Kiefer Sutherland. And, and now, Amy Schumer is kind of driving erratically to get them to the CNN building. But we need a CIA obstacle. Also, we need an obstacle of like, what are you doing at the studio? Who is this person? And like, why do we trust this former child star? Let's hit these bubbles and then we'll get back to oh, okay. it. Maybe they'll help us. Also, turtle, turtley, turtley. Um, if you're nasty, uh, <laughs> congratulations. Congratulations for having probably a really nice, amazing, awesome job where you're probably doing everything that you love. Um, you sound awesome. And nice headband. Uh, very 80s, <laughs> very, uh, you know, Porky's uh, movie scene with the, with the gym class and whatnot. Uh, whatever. Uh, who am I? Who am I? John Jean Bell. John. <laughs> Two four six oh one. That's my peach. That's my peach. That is my peach. <laughs> What am I thinking about? What am I thinking about? I'm just thinking about all the things. I'm thinking about what I'm gonna. What did she say in in uh, Ratchet? That's my peach. I haven't I finished don't, Ratchet I don't yet. Ratchet. Ratchet's her new Michael Murphy. I mean Ryan Murphy. 
a show on Netflix. uh, Sarah Paulson stopped in time for me um, after Coven. Uh, I really don't think I've seen anything else that she's been in. Not because I don't want to, but um, it's it would just uh, it's like it's like a dog watching food that it can't eat. eat you know, it's like I I I don't want to, I don't want I, not yet. I'm not ready. You know. Um, yeah, but, but we need to get her ready for our movie. We still haven't figured out a name for our movie. <laughs> well, the name always comes last. I don't know if you've noticed this, but. Uh, as a writer, um, look, you guys, as a writer, I'll tell you that don't worry about the title because the title will always come to you once you have the entire like thing put together. Then you're like, oh, my God, maybe I should title it this. And then, boom, it's done. So title it last. Don't worry about that. That'll come to you. Yeah, like the, the title just like naturally, like organically, like come to me. Like It's true. If you think about no, it, I, I you agree. think about the title, you won't get it. Okay, so we left off um, okay. uh, when they're so driving. Into this driving. Maybe, driving maybe erratically. she can. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so maybe she drives erratically to get to the station, but then like she gets pulled over, and then um, maybe maybe like a a paparazzi takes a photo or something, and then she's like, "God damn those those paparazzi!" Um, but then um, she's like, "Wait, this I can use dried this. up." But the problem is, is like she's not. She's a dried up like child star, right? Like she's right. Not... No, but she's gonna make a scene. Her idea is to make a whole scene, like a Lindsay Lohan type, drunk driving, erratic. I'm gonna make a scene, and I'm gonna be on TV so that I can go in and get an interview. You know, because like of course they want to interview Lindsay Lohan after she's you know, uh, after uh, after uh, driving erratically, almost killing somebody, and and uh, you know, wait, wait, wait. running around naked like in this. the street. I like this scene. What if we like rewind it and they get to the station and she's like, do you know who I am? And they're like, no, like this woman is talking about conspiracy theories. We're not going to put her on the air. Like we don't, none of our producers are willing to do that. And like, you're dried up. And then she goes, she's like, I'll show you. And that's when she goes out and she like starts hitting the windshield of a car and gets the paparazzi's attention. Uh, what about that? Wait, so she's at the gate of the studios and, and, does this? Yeah, and so then the news comes to no, her. No, I don't like and- that yet. I don't like that yet. I, I like okay. more of the. I don't want her to be near the studio. I don't want her to burn her bridge with the studio. I want. I want this to happen so that she gets publicity, and then the publicity right. leads to interview requests immediately. Um, okay. But then I also kind of have an image of her like taking her mugshot being taken. Maybe that can lead to a little nice uh, couple of. A couple of scenes, you know, where like family style scenes where they're in um, her apartment without her. And, um, you know, because they've kind of like established a time there, you know, and they're having right. a bonding moments and things like that, you know, watching Wheel of Fortune or something together. Um, I just have this image of, of Amy Schumer getting her mugshot taken and holding up her little number, you know. Right. Anyway, then then when the interview finally hits, because this is the slow con, the slow game. So she gets out of her jail after the next day or whatever, after being in the drunk tank, after making this huge scene, which we'll, 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 we'll simplify, not simplify, but we'll pinpoint what exactly she does. But I love the image of her jumping on the car, like with a club and just beating the windshield, you know, of, of some random car and the guy, in, maybe it's a taxi and the taxi's like eating a sandwich and then the sandwich falls between his lap, like, oh, what is happening? You know, what did I do? Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, and then I can see her like in, in, in black and white on the cover of the National Enquirer holding the club with her mouth open like, eh! and then it's like child star loses shit, you know, right? Uh, taxi taxi driver tells all and he's like, I don't know, she just came up to me. 
and uh, you know that kind of but thing. Where, she just started attacking where, my car. Where does Sarah Paulson and Kiefer Sutherland and Seth Rogen go when Amy Schumer goes to jail? I told you to Amy Schumer's house because they've they've already uh, established it there. You know that they can't okay, go back so to. Just, yeah, they can't get the interview. They're dejected. We need the CIA to come in again, though. Um, okay, so the CIA shows up at the at the point where the where she pulls the paparazzi jumping on the car, bashing the windshield part. No, what if this? So the when they go back to the house, the paparazzi finds out that they have been staying at Amy Schumer's house because of the media attention, uh, and they see Sarah oh, Paulson sort of yeah. in the background, and then they're able to figure it out. Uh, okay, and yeah, you're right. So from there, the CIA does a shootout at Amy Schumer's Starlet's house um, and they're attacking her there. Okay, so, okay. They're attacking... Wait, is just Sarah Paulson there or is the brother and Keeper Sutherland there too? All three of them. They're, that, that unit is there. Amy Schumer's in the drunk coat. Okay, that makes total sense. They see it and they're like, we'll go to their house and then boom, they're there. And then, okay, so Keeper Sutherland tries to get them out safely. They're like, there's only one of them. I see him here. Like, he suddenly has, he's suddenly turning into Jack Bauer because that's what we've come to expect from Keeper Sutherland over the years. So he's taking right. that, that like, that like male lead role in the, like, the, the safety moments, like, okay, go around the back. And then, like, then Sarah Paulson busts out a gun and she's like, Kuch! and he's like, where did you get that from? And she's like, you know, hey, I can't take any chances after what happened yesterday or whatever. Or, 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 right. or where'd you get that? It's like, a guy in the park, you know? <laughs> Like a little, right. and a keep, little quick moment. <laughs> I like that. And Kiefer Sutherland's really good. smart because he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Right, 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 right. So he's he's thought out their plan. He's like, I have, I've, I've looked at the whole schematics of this house, and they don't know that there's a door behind the, you know, tool shed or whatever. And so he right. finds a way to get them to escape, and they go to a diner. A question mark? Yeah. Like, oh, I like how the, I like they could get. I into think a they car. kill. They kill. I like getting what if into a one, car. What if it's just one CIA operative this time and they kill him, and then they oh, like no, no, strip no. him? No, no, no. They don't kill him. He get uh, Seth Rogen gets shot, but only in like the shoulder. And so I could see him like holding his his arm together, like there's blood coming out, and they're trying to like keep the keep the blood from from a flowing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do they take him to the uh, to the emergency room? No, they can't because that's where the, the government agencies are all over it. They try to, they try to pull up, but then they see, you know, that one guy, that one black guy, I don't know his name. I don't know his name, uh, but he always plays like some sort of CIA agent or whatever. And he's got that little clear curly thing coming down his ear and he speaks into his wrist like, bah, 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 bah. and she's like, fuck, they're all around here at the hospital too. I, I can't, we can't be anywhere in LA, you know? Hey, Tony. Um, yeah. Uh, we can't, we, yeah, that we can't be good. anywhere in LA. Okay, so they're <laughs> out in the hospital. Amy Schumer then meets up with them somehow at the hospital. Um, no, they don't go to the hospital. They, well, they only drive by until they see, like, oh, like we can't be around here because... I'm sorry, I'm on the phone. We can't be around here uh, uh, because, because they're going to catch us, you know? Right, right. And then there's that black guy who always plays a CIA agent with the curly thingy down his, his thing, you know, and when we can't trust anybody in a five mile radius of this hospital. We can't trust anybody in L.A. Well, can we get on a plane? No, that's the last thing we want to do right now. Don't you know what will happen? You know, like da, 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 all the information that she wants to get out to the public. So okay. I think Amy Schumer should come in 
later when she can just present the solution idea of I'm getting a bunch of calls from networks who want to have interviews with me after my little right. windshield freakout. Um, right. I got an idea. You guys can come. They have to me, meet blah, up blah, with blah. her. Right. Yeah. They rendezvous. They I'm thinking maybe some motel on the border, like in Nevada or something. But how did Amy Schumer know to meet them there? Um, I don't know. Let's think about it. We have eight bubbles. Let's hit them oh, and geez. think about it. Well, when you go through a process like that with so many fucking people, everybody's hands are on board. Everybody's trying to get their new pitch in. Everybody's trying, not new pitch, but pitch in. You know, everybody's trying to say their thing. The title's kind of the last, you're just like, can we just make a good movie? Like, is that okay? Mm-hmm. We'll worry about the title later. And then the title just comes. And usually, nine times out of ten, hey, it's a bomb. Um... <laughs> That's I say bomb very like it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a bomb. Like it explodes next like confetti or something. Yeah. I agree. We've decided we, we, we need to finish all these tidbits before we could ever look at the the title and it will probably be a bomb. Well that's what I Okay, said. this is why but, Lindsay um, Lohan oh, is in Dubai, and thank God, because she looks so much better. Did anybody watch Lindsay Lohan's guest house or beach house or that little flop that she <laughs> oh, oh yeah honey yeah, yeah. honey yeah um she's in dubai there's no paparazzi which is fucking a great choice because she does not need that in her life she'll be coming back to america very soon i'm sure oh yeah she will yeah. and they say, like well, the 2000s are coming back and she's she's uh she's a big part of them <laughs> Right, she's vintage. Paris Hilton, uh, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Those, those are going to be Halloween costumes again. You know, that group, the Nicole Richie, Paris Hilton, that pot era. It's coming back. Right, yeah. Paris Hilton's already, like, parroting herself in that era. Um, but yes, Amy <laughs> Schumer's not quite Lindsay Lohan, but she is, uh, she is a, a child star that kind of is sort of a has-been, but she's meeting up with her this guy who's well and oh here's in LA was stalking her. She kind of um she kind of gave up, you know, and it's not like she didn't get movie offers or anything. She kind of just, you know, lost her her zest for acting. And um right. you know, th- through these uh, through these people, she gets a lot of uh, uh faith back in herself and suddenly gets a lot of offers of uh, from her from her little windshield. She's rejuvenated. Freak out. Yeah. Right. She's relevant again, too. Okay, so she. So I'm picturing them getting a shitty car. Like, I don't know who's got the shitty car, but they get a shitty car, and they drive to, like, some random motel in on the border. If, like, is it Arizona or Nevada? One of those two borders. Do they have time to do that? Don't they need to just go to this press conference? What press conference? Amy Schumer There's arranges a press, a press conference. Yeah, to talk about oh, it. Oh, I didn't know she did that. I didn't know she arranged a press conference. I thought that she would do a sit-down interview with these with this network, go into the studio, and then that way Sarah Paulson could like sneak in to the control room because Aubrey Plaza can hack it, and then Aubrey all she has to do is like stick in a USB drive or something, and then Aubrey Plaza does her little clickety clack, and then the pre-recorded video uh, explaining everything is uh, broadcast. Um, throughout <laughs> i like that i think alternatively it could be a press conference and amy schumer goes 
I just did this because I need the American public to listen. And then she goes, but not everybody's my... going to be paying attention to this. Although, is that the message that she's like kind of a Kardashian at this point and everyone's going to be listening to her instead of some lady who's uh, in a lab coat? Right. Yeah. It's sort of like everyone's like dried up. Everyone's been talking about her kind of going crazy, having a Britney Spears moment. And then she's like, I did this because I need people to know the truth. I was touched by this president, but also he's trying to kill the American <laughs> public. Lead epidemiologist Sarah Paulson's character has been trying to run away and they've been trying to kill her. And like she explains everything. And Sarah Paulson's like, this is the genetic code. And then Aubrey Plaza hacks everything and like comes up with this PowerPoint where she's explaining everything. And yes, yeah. Yes. I like that better. Well, not better. I mean, I, it's more believable. I think it's a combination of both. Do... Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it would be funny to do an aspect where where um, people are way less interested uh, in what Sarah Paulson's character has to say than uh, what Amy Schumer's has to say. You know, that she's right. she's talking about like the important stuff, and she and then Amy Schumer's just like whatever. You know what I mean? And but. Um, there's a dynamic of like celebrity voyeurism. Should we pop them? Yeah, just because I'm so. How out. gorgeous. How gorgeous would a Mean Girls 2 be? I'm sure it's in the works, but I'm sure it's not as good as I have it in my head. And mean Girls 2. I mean, there is so much you can do with it. You got Didn't Tina Fey on the roster. Come on. Yeah, I think. Tina Fey did like a Zoom reunion with the cast recently. I saw that. I, think I saw that. I I watched like the the highlights, and I think she's she was a little coy about it, but like there's been thoughts of it. But I think what she she I don't think she wants to do like Lindsay Lohan or invite Lindsay Lohan. So I think it's like maybe a uh, like they're older and they can cast other people type of thing. But I'm not exactly sure. I don't think Lindsay Lohan can ever be in a movie because she's a liability, unfortunately, with all of her antics. The insurance just won't have it. <laughs> uh, poor thing, you'll never live, it, live any of it down. I kind of feel bad for her. But no, right. I feel worse for Amy Schumer's character because that's more relevant. <laughs> right, right. Amy Schumer's character. Uh, anyway, there's this aspect of Amy Schumer with like modern Kardashian culture in that like the way that they got everyone to talk is, but why can't Amy Schumer in now in in today's world just go on Instagram and be like, listen to my friend, the epidemiologist? Because this takes place in a time period that's unestablished. Number one, and sure. uh, number two, uh, it, it's more of a to do this way, you know, like more. And plus, the whole part about when she got on top of the car and started hitting it and, you know, to get the attention of the paparazzi, that's kind of old school where they're snapping live pictures, you know, they're not taking pictures with their phones. You don't see it like that. And you don't see people like filming her like that. I don't see that. I see people coming out and snapping pictures. So um, maybe this can take place in the early two thousands or mid two thousands or something like that. But I just don't see it being um, in that era. Right, or so it's like a, it's a like a, part of it. it's a global pandemic, sort of like what we're living through, but we're not necessarily saying what it is. But it seems like the actual time period is, even though it's the an administration that looks a lot like the one we've just had. And uh, but she's trying to bit. stop the pandemic; it hasn't begun yet. She right, she ha- so it's she, in it an alternate universe. 
that looks a little bit like 2006. Yeah, I'd say that sounds good because I don't want there to be a lot of like uh, a lot of technology because then that makes it easier to locate them. You know what I mean? Right. I, I want it to be yes. where they can tell Amy Schumer where they're going to be when they're on the border of Nevada and whatever, but they can still get like, um, and I don't know, enough enough cash between the two of them to not tip off a large ATM transaction or something. I don't know. Just something where technology is not as uh, robust as it is now as to kill all of the potential plot lines that we take. Right. Let's, let's uh, pop these bubbles and then we'll get to the last scenes. I was in the drunk tank once. I got, um, long story short, I blacked out drinking wine and woke up driving, uh, whatever happened. Um, got to the jail, like took my wedding ring off and they were like very aggressive and then shoved me in the corner of like some holding cell and like, uh, it was bad. Yeah. The I've injust- had experiences like that, but that's for a different movie, I think. I can't see yeah. any moments like the only I mean it, yeah, I see Amy Schumer going to the drunk tank, but it's more of like the she did it on purpose, you know, to get that media right. attention. She's not actually drunk, she just an, thinks she is because she's acting that way. Yeah, so it wasn't a negative experience for her. I, I actually see her coming out of that feeling pretty good. She's like, I was the, the hottest girl in holding, you know? Right. Maybe I also a joke like, or two about go on. I also think, like, her, this whole connection between Kiefer Sutherland and, like, getting to know Seth Rogen and helping him understand that, like, his obsession, his early obsession with her was, like, an illusion. He needed to be medicated and meeting Sarah Paulson, having this purpose is, like, the first sense of purpose she's had in a very long time because she only just had fame and accolades as a young person that she never felt like she really earned because of all of the issues that come with just, like, child stardom. Wait, see now we've we've developed the Amy Schumer character even more than the Sarah Paulson character once again. She's right. just gonna have to be the flat one, I guess. But you know, Sarah right. Paulson will never take a role like that. So we'll 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 work Sarah out Pauls- later. It'll, Sarah it'll Paulson is us. gonna find Sarah Paulson's gonna find so many dimensions to this character that we're not even thinking. Sometimes, like you know, there's just gonna be so many intricacies to her, and and it's sort of this trope of this Sandra Bullock, Julia Roberts Pelican brief. Uh, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, woman under the microscope of a larger entity that she yeah. uh, that is Sarah, bigger than she could ever imagine. Sarah Paulson's going to take it to edges we don't even know, but uh, yes, Amy Schumer is also pretty developed as like a child star who's kind of like been adrift, <laughs> but now she has purpose. And you know, Dude, it this all movie comes sounds back, so good. <laughs> it all comes back to Seth Rogen, who has you know was has been the schizophrenic. Bipolar, like not adequately medicated, mentally ill person who's now brought all of these people oh together and has saved I just America. Out where we could throw in the breastfeeding. The whole thing that started this, we can throw in the breastfeeding while Amy Schumer's in prison, and this woman can that she meets in the holding cell says that she's uh, in there for like you know killing her baby because she couldn't breastfeed or something like that, just to like get the word out or something. Because that was interesting today. But, 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 and plus we started with it. We got to throw it in there somewhere, you know, right. Some right. lady she I like in holding. I like she'll drop that, that in. Right. I want to get to our last scene. So let's I think it would be fucking scenes. hilarious. And I mean, girls too, if they actually did do a little, you know, a little side note to her addiction. 
because addiction is fucking happening. And now we have a pandemic. Fuck, everybody's drinking. Everybody's getting toasted, hun. Um, I think it would be a really good laugh. And it would be... It would be a really good laugh. Like, just a little side note. And you gotta keep it comedy. Because when you... uh, When you deal with a subject that's tough, like addiction, or someone dying, you gotta keep it comedy. Keeps it light. Keeps people thinking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's... We've established... This we have some comedic moments. The tone is still in flux, but it's a lot of comedy, it's a lot of drama, it's a lot of action, all in one. It is. Very dynamic. Why do you need the CIA to come in again? Because the CIA is I the guess... police force of the executive they, of the they've president. They've been trying to get her this whole time, and she's been she's been getting away. Just the, just before they've got her in the in the grasp of their fingertips, she somehow slips away. You know, and they're right. so they're, they're yeah. But basically, it's because it's she knows she knows more about the pandemic, and the president uh, is invested in um, a prescription company that's going to save the the pandemic so he wants it to go on longer and not tell people and not save uh and he's gotten rid of the arm of the cdc that's meant to protect but she's trying to be a good civil servant and protect america despite the president there's only one of them here i see him he's right there no that's sarah paulson in drag i fucking love this this is like Do you remember, are you theater kids? Do you remember that game where you, oh, yeah. what is it, swoop or something? Where you like clap your hands and you pass it over to the other person. And in improv, nobody's wrong. You never say no. Zip-zap-ba. You never change the topic. You go with it. And it's the T. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah, we've yeah, been kind of yes and in this, like but improv. also edit- editing it too. Okay, you guys have a hard on for Amy Schumer. And I fucking adore <laughs> Amy Schumer. <laughs> I love her. I love her so much. I think that she is just such a beautiful person. She's a great actress. And she is a great comedian. I don't care what anybody says. Um, <laughs> I don't care what they said about you. You're a good, you're a good one. <laughs> um, how is that for a fucking joke? That's a great joke. No, I love Amy Schumer. I think she's great. great. And she's done some great work. And she is, you know, she's a fighter. Um, and she's right up in the fucking shit soup that is Hollywood, and she's doing it good. Yeah. And you I mean, know what? We've even got the aspect of Amy Schumer's husband, not husband, her, her uh, uh, with Chuck Schumer. You know, like there's kind of like a, a political aspect IRL in a way. Oh, because she's related Uh-oh. to Chuck Schumer, you mean, right? Yeah. Like, distantly, right? I actually don't know their exact relation. And also, to be fair, I don't really know Amy Schumer's comedy or, or body of work at all. Um, I just know what she looks like. And I've seen a couple movie trailers. But yeah, to be fair, I don't really know much about her. But I do know that I like what she stands for. Yeah, I mostly know her stand-up, but, like, I think she works for this character um, that we developed. And we even, if you've been listening all along, which I don't know many people have, I think most people have been coming in and out, but, you know, early on we thought about actually making her character older because there's this fan schizophrenic 
homeless man's infatuation with this child actress, a la Jodie Foster and um, John Hinckley Jr. And John Hinckley Jr. Uh, but uh, and we thought it'd be interesting if she was like really old because he was watching like these videos that this televangelist family uh, was making him watch, which were really old. But we just decided we like Amy Schumer for the character so much that uh, we were going to keep the characters Amy Schumer. And then it's good because it would be harder to have some old lady like just fucking Kiefer Sutherland if it was like uh, Shelley Long or someone. I don't know. But that could also be fun. Yeah, um, we'll have to think. I like I love Shelley Long. We'll have to think about where to throw her in at some point. Maybe not in this movie, but in the next one. But um, I, I um, are we are we uh, did we did we finish the whole? I don't think we did finish. So we left off. No, we have a problematic. Why do you think she does not want to have do Lindsay Lohan or invite Lindsay Lohan? Why do you think that? It, I'm 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 up here in Canada. Uh, I'm on a ski hill, working my ass off as a coke, and I'm just asking Ski-ho. from point blank, just asking because I love that movie. I also would <laughs> love to see Amy Schumer in it. Yeah, well, I know Tina Fey kind of said like she's already they made the musical. They might want to do a movie version of the musical, and if they did a sequel. I mean, I think that Tina Fey as a producer and director knows that Lindsay Lohan is a liability. Uh, and also I think that they should just take a note, like just understand that an animated series will almost always work. I mean, you can go so many places and you can do whatever and you don't need the original actors for it. And I can almost see Lacey Chabert's character like drawn in that kind of brat's drawing, you know? Right, yes. And also... uh, why am I having a brain fart? But um, Lay Miz character as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, do we have more messages or? Yeah, sorry. Oh my god, have you guys tried Dave's hot chicken? <laughs> Let me just tell you, go in there, get the Reaper, have yourself a fun time. <laughs> Tony, Tony, are you sure you're not affiliated with with Dave's hot chicken? <laughs> Okay, are you fucking kidding me? This is amazing, amazing fodder. He woke up drunk, driving, (laughs) and they took him to the drunk tag, had to take his wedding ring off. This is amazing. This is mint. Okay, turtle and then medic. I did not know that about Seth Rogen. I did not know that. And I know he's from Vancouver. He's a Canadian boy. I love that boy. And I did not know what that. And you know? know what? I fucking relate to that man. You say he's a schizophrenic, <laughs> probably been in, no, in no, rehab no, a couple no, times. No, uh, same. Uh, <laughs> that is, he is a gr- good actor. I'm saying good. He's a good actor when he's placed in the right roles. His comedy, I can't fucking, I can't touch that shit. Nobody can. His comedy is fucking awesome. Bad Midler can, but <laughs> his comedy is fucking amazing. And to be able to do that after that struggle. See, the best asset to an actor is human experience. <laughs> yeah, just to clarify, 
Seth Rogen <laughs> does not have bipolar schizophrenia. We came up with this character throughout this podcast tonight and have uh, decided that the character has a history of bipolar schizophrenia, has been homeless and kind of lost for a very long time. And we've cast the the subtype of person that this actor, this character is like is as Seth Rogen. But the actor himself, Seth Rogen, does not have that uh, mental health history that, that but, I but, but in the, in the, in the, in the movie, his character is, a, is a, was a comic, right? A struggling comic, you know? Yeah. There Did, we go. Is that and, and that's why he's therefore homeless. It, it was just right. it was kind of implied. It wasn't really like, we didn't go too much, but like, it's just kind of implied that he's homeless and he's tried his hand at comedy. Cause Hey, look, this guy's pretty funny, but, uh, you right. know, we don't, we don't explore it too much. All right, should we keep going with the rest of the movie or you want me to try to... I've been trying to pop the bubbles, but... Oh, pop the bubbles. Okay. I think if Amy Schumer... That girl needs to get on Drag Race. I, has she been? Has she been? I, shit, I've... 13 seasons in, and I'm just like... But no, she... I love that girl. She is fucking... She has been on it. I know she has. I know she has. If she hasn't, she needs to get on that show. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, all she has to do is send a fucking text message, but... She is so fucking funny. What I think, Amy Schumer... It, uh, what I think all the fucking celebrities who... You know, it's, it's tough. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's hard out there for a pimp. You gotta keep trying. You gotta keep pushing. And what is... You're like, what is the mark I'm gonna make on? I'm not fucking Beyonce, but that's fucking all right. Nobody can be Beyonce. Nobody can be Whitney. No, yeah, I don't know. I've never actually watched Drag Race, but yeah, Amy Schumer. Me either. And uh, she's great for this role that we've created for her. Tony Bartholoni. Hi, Tony Bartholoni. You are fucking hilarious. I love you. I love you so much. I'm sure Tony's long gone by now. <laughs> I'm sure Tony's long gone by now. Good gravy, I think you pronounced it wrong. It's amazing. 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 Who is Tony Both Barfaloni, guys? Can you tell me who to- Tony Tony throw up? The best asset Tony? to an actor. His ass. <laughs> uh, ass what was the original so line? The best, the best asset to an actor is experience. Is that what he said? I think so, yeah. Before? Yeah. Let's keep popping. Y-O-U-C-A-N-S-P-E-L-L-T-H-I-S. Good one. I I I okay. We'll talk about my username another time. But let's let's uh, let's keep popping. just to reiterate. Uh, you... Seth Rogen does not have bipolar schizophrenia. He's he's fine. Uh, he 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 came straight out of high school without any problems like the rest of us, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Seth Rogen, shit, beautiful, beautiful person. Even with that Jufro, I love a Jufro. Is that problematic? Did I say something? It's... I miss it. I want. Okay, Seth Rogen, bring back the, bring back the fro. Come on, the little curly curls. Yeah. In um, movie, okay, real quick. Been I... living on the... Yeah, go. 
I was just going to say for the ending, I thought of, okay, so, you know, Sarah Paulson's going to come back and like move, move in to be, not move in with him, but moved into LA to be close to him. You know, she kind of gives them a leg up and, um, uh, then it, it, I feel like I see a quick little scene, just a quiet one where she comes and sees him at a, at one of his open mic shows or something, you know? Right. Right. She, so at the end, her and Kiefer Sutherland work at the lobbying firm uh, biotech consulting thing that they've opened up to teach other countries about um, having uh, epidemiological uh, <laughs> safety guards in place. Right. And, um, and uh, she, yeah, and Seth Rogen's there, and then she's like, are you ready for your show? And then they watch the show, and then the movie ends. Is that good? Um, no, but we'll come back to it. Let's keep popping. Hey, I do, like, oh, comedian. I, I haven't yeah, really yet, but I, uh, I'm going to do comedian uh, profiles and stuff. And uh, is it cool if I just uh, download uh, your Instagram and uh, use it for my profile thing, basically? Saying, like, who is – you can't spell this um, – I have a lot of work to do. Oh, there's we got to have a talk, Joey Journal, because uh, Journal, did I get it right? I can't remember off of my my head here. Um, but yeah, we got to have a talk about this. Uh, I I will explain. But uh, right now we are wrapping up the fucking Oscar-winning movie, which we haven't titled. But I'm I'm I can't. <laughs> Thank you for the. Call. <laughs> <laughs> we've just been fucking around with this and it's kind of like I'm really into it now aren't you into it turtle I'm I'm super into it I'm ready we're so close and like literally like and we I have we could actually we have a outline this company. into a script if, if we had more time but um got, good gravy you are movie. Beyonce oh. as long as you say you're Beyonce I feel like good gravy is Beyonce or at least has the spirit of Beyonce right now one thing I do want to say is his, in our um, movie yeah in our movie, Seth Rogen will probably have the fro because when you when our movie starts up, the place he's in his life is he's definitely devolved into his mania has taken over. He's homeless. He's yelling at people when you meet him, and uh, he, he's not been worrying about his hair, so it's definitely gone back into a in a to a dirty type of Jew fro type of thing. Good gravy! What is going on? <laughs> I think that all the time. I've heard good gravy in other uh, chats, and I'm and I'm just like, uh, he seems happy. He seems like a happy fella. Yeah, he is not our lawyer character who is very depressed. He's he's the other end of that spectrum. But I've never heard him before. But he's got great insight. Ooh, the best <laughs> things in life are free. It's gonna yeah, be that's a masterpiece, but it's, 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 it, maybe it won't. But uh, when you have a name, please, please, please come back on here and tell us the damn name. <laughs> What's her name? I don't know. I'll probably forget it in a minute. But please try your best <laughs> to remember it um, and to tell us. And uh, it, it, it's something you're working hard on. It's it's something you're working hard on, and it's a piece of work. Uh, not like a piece of work like I am. It's a piece of work. And it's what you're working on. And uh, please, please, please don't give up on it and put everything you have into it. <laughs> Love you, theater kids. Uh, zip, zip, zap, or zop, or something, whatever. I don't know. Tony Chestnut, no. All right. 
It was so, uh, what, where, and why. What, where, and why? That's Amy <laughs> Schumer's kid uh, acting characters. That's really meta. But our character, played by Amy Schumer, uh, has a character that she played as a child actress inside the movie that has a catchphrase, what, where, and why. And it's how uh, Kiefer Sutherland learns that uh, this that Seth Rogen has been in love with a child uh, character that's not real and helps to fix his problems in the movie. Um, but go back and listen to this recording later to get all the inside scoop because we're at the end here. <laughs> uh, they, are, they have to meet up somehow back with Amy Schumer after she's out of the drunk tank that she has faked to get attention to get a press conference. How does that happen? Um, well, we're in like the mid 2000s. So I'm thinking just a really quick text message, you know, like um, maybe because maybe when Keeper Sutherland and her hooked up during the mushroom trip, they exchanged some sort of like our place type of information. And um, one of them was in Vegas. So maybe they're like in some sleazy motel in Vegas or something. You know, she's like, I know a place. And then she talks about it during the drug trip or whatever, like some kind of exchanged uh, secret knowledge so she's like he's like i know i know where we're going you know they're like where are we going she's like, just trust me you know and they drive right. there and then you know he's like uh in a in a wife beater and and and, and smoking cigarettes you know uh leaning over total, the balcony of the motel i love that because total total departure from the guy in the suit who's gonna kill himself right in the beginning of the movie. yeah he's like all badass now yeah he's suddenly become jack bauer you know, he's suddenly right. like oh, the Jack Bauer with heart, you know, because he's like fighting for something and he kind of like feels something for the Amy Schumer character. But he's not sure about it yet because he's like, is it just because like she's more dominant? And I like those dominant women because who knows like what about my past, but I'm a little bit of a of a of a weakling and I need I need right. a woman to tell me what to do. But they're both they're both a little broken, right? Like he has just been beaten down by working at this firm for years and jaded, broken lawyer. And she's like. Her peak was when she was 11 years old as a child actress and has just been living off of those residual money, like, and doesn't feel like she's created any adult purpose. So, like, they both right. are kind of and finding each other and can find common ground in helping this brother and sister reunite and also saving the country from an evil president. <laughs> so I hit the last bubbles there. Um, but so, he, wait a minute, hold on. He, he does the text messages. They meet up at the diner. He's looking all cool. Is Seth Rogen with him in these scenes? Yeah, he's with Seth Rogen and he's with Sarah Paulson. And, and it's like they, they didn't get a, 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 a room with two beds. It's just like one bed, one really big bed. And I feel like it'd be funny if it was like a, one of those heart-shaped beds in like one of those sleazy love motels, you know? Yeah. And, they're, he's, and they, they're all like, four of them have like, to sleep there. <laughs> Well, no, they don't get to the sleeping part because because Amy Schumer's already coming on her way and then whatnot. But it's right. funny because she's They're just Sarah meeting Paulson's there, like just sitting on the edge of the heart shaped bed. Um, and then and then she's well, no, before that, sorry, they get there and she's like, "Is this some kind of a joke? You know, like I'm, I'm, you know, that kind of a thing. Like, I'm not gonna sleep with you, kind of vibe. You know, like, is this some kind yeah. of is this your idea of a joke? You know, putting her throwing her purse down on the bed and then she sits on the edge of it, kind of defeated. And then um, I think we can just cut to Amy Schumer's character getting out and um, and and making her way there. I don't know. Right. Don't Where? Know. So I don't think we've fully figured out the press conference yet, though. Right. So Amy Schumer. Yeah, gets we out did. Of the motel. You said. 
Okay. Oh, no, go what ahead. What did I say? No, I don't remember. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, I see what you're saying. You're right. We, we skipped ahead. Because the, the press conference happens after she gets out. Um, but they're, they're looking for her. So maybe, maybe, um, I don't know. I, was, I don't know. For no, no, no. I, I was thinking that Amy Schumer hasn't had the press conference yet. So I think she just doesn't right. tell them. And then she's like, we got, and they're like, uh, and she's like, I got a surprise for you guys. Uh, everyone get ready. And then the next scene, it, it, we don't even show what she tells them. And the next scene, it's the scene with Amy Schumer. And she's like, thank you for coming to address, you know, the modern state that we're in. And she talks about But what about the heart-shaped bed and the sleazy motel? That happens first. She meets up with them and the press conference is outside the motel and they leave the heart shape. And then Amy Schumer does the press oh. conference and she says, but I want yeah. you to talk to my friend, Sarah Paulson. And Sarah Paulson's character uh, then talks <laughs> about the Because we're in the, the middle of pandemic. the day. Right. I was picturing this at night, but you're right. And then she slowly gets up because they're on the first floor. I was picturing it on the second floor, but you're right, first floor. Slowly gets up. They can meet up at the motel window. at night. What if Amy Schumer gets out at night, they meet up at that motel, and then the next scene, it's the day. We don't really know what's happened in between. I feel like we can have a quick... Um, like a comment about like uh, something so they can make a joke about how they went gambling the night before or something like, I feel like there's a Vegas vibe here, but anyway. Yeah. um, So they they have the press conference. Listen to my friend, Sarah Paulson, Aubrey Plaza hacks in, does the whole bit. Yep. And then is there that music that plays like when, when they get the verdict that they want in the end of those heartfelt movies? Yes, the music plays and there's a montage of like news articles about like some about like dried up woman uh, saves world. <laughs> right. And it's like some of them is about Amy Schumer's character and about how like yeah. dried up celebrity helps epidemiologists and others is about like president like impeached and it's sort of like yay this fictional president that's not based on any real president it is like you don't know I don't know, but it is. Um, and but we never say his name. Uh, but it's 2006. But it's um, <laughs> definitely not Obama. Um, and uh, <laughs> Obama wasn't there in 06. But anyway, right. It might be Bush actually, so that's okay. But it's a made-up president. Anyway, uh, it says like he's like arrested and he goes to jail, and then it it cuts to uh, their uh, consulting firm that. Um, Sarah Paulson and Kiefer Sutherland have, and uh, they are, it's like two years later. Oh, and Amy Schumer's the secretary, because before he was kind of meaninglessly boning the secretaries, and now he's uh, meaningfully boning the secretary. And Amy Schumer feels accomplished in her simple role. And she's always wanted to be a hot secretary. Like, she wears, like, these Marianne from Gilligan's Island type shirts and ties them at the bottom, and... I think she's more than a secretary. I think she's become like, um, what model were we talking about earlier? Chrissy Teigen. Oh, Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. Yeah. No, we weren't talking about, not Chrissy Teigen. It was Chrissy Teigen. We were talking about Chrissy Teigen. Oh, I thought we were talking about. Okay. Anyway, yeah, (laughs) she's become like, she's become like an influencer spokesmodel about disease and, uh, health 
and yeah you're right I do right. see her more in like now a, a more professional outfit kind of leaning over the desk and like pointing at papers and things showing cleavage while she leans over and right and there's stuff and like she has good things to say right and there's stuff on the background of like you know like prevent disease wash your hands and uh like pictures of them winning the Nobel Peace Prize of like her and Sarah Paulson and Kiefer Sutherland and Seth Rogen and then they're like they're doing a press conference about what their NGO has done and then the next the last scene they go to Seth Rogen's um, stand up and it's like a whole bit about you know uh, overcoming his mental illness and how much he loves his sister yeah I want to have one more scene with uh, on the phone with Aubrey Plaza and Sarah Paulson I want kind of like a Kind of like a pen palish vibe with them, you know, where she gets updates on her life on the reg. And uh, so, like, maybe we can do a quick little cutaway with Sarah Paulson leaning over, like, a uh, behind a wall, you know, and like kind of looking at like she has her her romantic eye on someone, or or maybe, oh, yeah, when she's at when she's at the open mic, she's just like um, on the phone. um, I want to put her on a payphone because it is it's still 06. We'll put her on a payphone, and um, you know, she's talking to Aubrey Plaza. And uh, saying like, yeah, no, 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 nobody in my life just yet. But, you know, I'm just getting started, like, because I just moved here and whatever. And here I am supporting my brother who's just getting started as well. We're all starting fresh. And then maybe she exchanges a smile with a stranger across the room of either gender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll work. And then and then we all clap for the thing. And the Seth Rogen gives her a knowing smile. And then, you know, maybe we want to cry. Maybe we don't. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland is with Amy Schumer in the back. He's got his arms around her. The lights fade down, and then uh, this, the host gets up. And I think uh, he does. You don't really hear him. He fades out, and then the music turns up, and the the credits roll. Yep, that's it. That was the movie. <laughs> Yay! We, I think that was great. I think that. Um, I, think it, I I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. We got. We're gonna. We're gonna fucking sharpen this and. Uh, it's going to go like a double feature. We already have our production company, which has the Lisa Frank movie. And then we have this one. Um, right. What is this called? The, the... We need names. So just, if, yeah. we can give a, if you can give a cliff notes of our movie that we just, we went over a rough sketch and then we fully figured out every scene. Uh, so, uh, but essentially the story is about a global pandemic, but it's taking place in 2006. Uh Sarah, Sarah Paulson plays a very hot and overworked CDC uh, epidemiologist who uncovers information about this pandemic that's about to hit. Um, her assistant in the lab, played by the fabulous Aubrey Plaza, uh, then becomes her assistant as Sarah Paulson dips away and take it away, turtle. <laughs> uh, and she dips away. She finds about uh, from the news, she finds out that her um, brother that she's been estranged from since she was 12 is living in LA. He's recently uh, befriended this uh, suicidal lawyer. The suicidal lawyer, lawyer has uh, taken in the homeless man who's played by Seth Rogen. They live kind of this symbiotic relationship of helping Lawyer each other played with... by Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, and the lawyer's played by Kiefer Sutherland. And uh, and then they they deal with some of Seth Rogen's issues of being um, infatuated by with an imaginary character that was played when she was a child by a character now who's an adult of Amy Schumer. He realizes that she's an adult, that that was fictional, and that helps him get through some of his 
issues that he has had and why he's homeless and, and a lot of other issues and Keeper Sutherland gets him medicated. Uh, and you meet Ellie Kemper, who's a, um, a, met, a mental health practitioner that gets him on his meds. And then from there, uh, <laughs> Sarah Paulson finds them in LA and then they're attacked by CIA operatives because the president uh, owns stock in oh, the wait, company. Oh, that... wait, Re- really quickly, though. Um, we have a, a quick scene while we're in the apartment, in Kimber Sutherland's apartment, right before they're attacked, where they're flipping through channels and uh, Sarah Paulson uh, stops on this televangelist. And uh, she, she and Seth Rogen exchange an unknowing look. And then she continues flipping on the channels. And uh, then they get shot, and then they flee and run to Amy Schumer's house. Uh, should we play some of these messages? The five is kind of, that's kind of uh, uh, giving me stress. Sure, fine. You know what's funny? Um, you being you saying he's not our lawyer character. I am the youngest of five, and uh, <laughs> my father's a lawyer. He's a criminal lawyer. Two, three of my siblings are lawyers. Uh, no, I went right the fuck left with that bad boy. I went left. I'm a cook. I want to live a life. I want to actually have a life and talk to people on stereo and whatnot. <sighs> yeah, I can tell you from experience, being a lawyer can sometimes suck. I get it. Um, okay, talking about Amy Schumer again, um, my fucking absolute fave, favorite fucking Amy Schumer movie is the one... Where she almost breaks her face on that spin bike. That is gold. Me and my brother just laugh. And every single, every single time we watch that. Oh my god. Oh my god. You No, these shoes will do. She is a legend. I love her. Alright, I, I need to tap out. Oh my god, what is wrong with me? Yeah, I think that's called I Am Pretty or um, something like that. I Feel Pretty. That's that the is one the movie. I wanted to and, see. Oh my god, such a good movie. That movie, I, I get, and fuck, we're all talking about Amy Schumer. Jeez, she has to, she needs to just be fucking proud of that movie. Because she has, for me, personally, personally, sure I is. statements. Hello, Grady. I statements. She really, really made me feel pretty in them uh, every day, and I'm, I'm trying my best to be to be Amy Schumer in that in that. That's such a good movie. That is such a good movie. Such a good concept. Great acting. You're great. You're fucking hell. Every time I try to do Trump, you're great. You're great. Gina, Gina. <laughs> that was funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> Somehow, in every fucking topic, Amy Schumer just fucking pops up. I don't get it. <laughs> you guys have a real mad heart on for this girl. What? And I love no. it. I'm here for it. That's why I've been listening. I mean, it's right, not If I could bad. zip, just, zip, it's zop it's on one of either of you guys, uh, don't hold <laughs> any actresses or actors' names uh, to heart when writing a script. This is something that is coming from your heart. <laughs> this is a script that's coming from your heart, and it sounds beautiful. Um, not so beautiful, but <laughs> pretty fucking interesting. Um, pretty fucking common. Jeez, uh, I'm being mean. I need to stop. Okay, how do I delete this one? 
if I can't delete it, okay, that's it. <laughs> um, ha-cha-cha, sister. Um, no. Don't hold any of the na- the big names. And, I mean, it's perfectly fine to think of the actors that you would love to portray the film. Uh, in, the, the actress who you think, yeah, well, no, the yeah, the motion picture, and the I'm film. gonna have another fresca vodka. <laughs> okay, okay, really quickly, it's not that we ever believe that this a this movie will get made, or b that these actresses would even be in this movie because a it's not gonna get made. So it's not this whole hope that I'm holding on to. Oh, I hope Sarah Paulson plays the role of this, you know, imaginary movie thing that we just invented in the last couple of hours. No, no one believes this. And if we do, then maybe we'll be manifesting it into being. So you should be a little bit uh, less intense about that, mister, because uh, we're just playing around over here. <laughs> Speaking of intense. Okay, project much, Emily? Anyway. I, yeah, and like, I love your Fresca vodka um, mind right now. It's a little like a slushy. But yeah, I think it's sometimes good, especially to understand the quirks uh of a character by just saying like a type of actor that you would like, because that helps yeah. you to manifest what that character looks like and helps propel your idea forward. And that's kind of what we've been doing. And it's also very helpful on this on stereo to get everyone on board because you can then envision what this character looks like. Yeah. And certain actors or actresses, you, we have a common understanding of what their general quirks are like, you know, we know that Amy Schumer is X, Y, and Z. That's why we use her because she's just an easy plug right there. You know, sure, we can right. go through the whole casting process and bring Janet Gilmore here and she can just, you know, bring all these amazing people and maybe we can, maybe we can discover somebody. But, you know, to, we don't even have names for these characters because it's about, it's about fleshing out this story, which we just grabbed from a couple of headlines here and there. And uh, um, I didn't mean yeah. to interrupt you. When you you, no, you, were, you were finishing you the breakdown. <laughs> oh yeah, no, but then we got the anxiety that um, I and I started getting anxiety too about the bubbles, and I'm glad we we popped them. But you know, uh, the breakdown. Yeah, that's the movie. Is uh, they me Amy Schumer? Gets oh right, involved. yeah, we got through it all. Right, I think we're. I want to have we a signature went... song. Like I want to have a like a somebody. I feel like not Celine Dion exactly, but some Celine type to sing like the song in the movie that plays the the, the, the the theme that plays during the mushroom trip is very important. So whoever sings that, I want their, them to have a second song that plays over the rolling credits. Yes. Well, before we do that, should we figure out what our working title is? Mm, I don't have anything that's come to me just yet. Like, we'll think of the CDC world, uh, in secret virus um message and like, like family message. and like family w- how you somewhere. make it yeah i don't know maybe um let's play this bubble and then maybe it'll come to us yeah i'm yeah. sorry you can spell this i'm so sorry <laughs> apparently i can't spell it um <laughs> hi very drunk very, very drunk uh well, it's okay, good gravy. Guys, so. I'm so sorry. Great, you're doing your and thing. I'm very, very sorry. Very, very sorry. No, uh, that, 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 that's uh, not at all what I meant. You guys were talking about Amy Schumer so freaking much, though. <laughs> um, yes, her, her character needed development. You guys are awesome. And honestly, you keep fucking living your dream. And 
it's, it's just, I'm not trying to give um, advice or anything, because I don't know jack shit, but um, what I do know is you are two beautiful people on this app, just being friends oh, and gravy. letting us all listen to you guys, and Gravy. I don't know. Is gravy. that creepy? Is that creepy? Thanks, Gravy. <laughs> you he's, getting, he's getting to that sentimental portion of the of the drinking, which I love. That's right. my favorite part of, of drinking. Right. We went from... Like, I just love we went, you guys. <laughs> right. We went from flirtation to anger to sentimentality all, all within uh, <laughs> a couple popping of the bubbles. We love it. We're now on to naming. I don't know, Gravy, if you've really been following. I like following, message but in the when, title. Right. I like message. Um, maybe. Message unreceived or message. Message. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. See, I told you like public message. I don't know. Public message. That could be good. Um, I like public message. It's too, public it's service too, announcement. Uh, to, be, to be announced. It's, yeah, it's too, it's too PSA. We need more uh, public message. 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 A message for the public. No, nope, it's too. It's too. For the Republic. Message for the Republic. I don't know. It's tough. M- names come to me last. Let's pop this bubble. I like, I like message listening. for the Republic. Maybe uh, message to too the public. Like, it sounds too like out of the preamble, you know? I, I want something Oh my god, I'm sorry. Cinematic. We got anxiety about the bubbles and I popped them and then whoop! All of a sudden. Big old bubble right there. Sorry. I like I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna, pa- I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head on. <laughs> you awesome. Stay fabulous. Stay beautiful. Stay off. Stay. Yes. What a- Thanks, Gravy. You like stay fabulous as well. Never give up your fresco. Once we get the title, then we can finish by going through the fake trailer. Okay. Can we just the title, like, let's go with, um, let's go with public message. I want to add a negative word in there, like. Uh, public death message or public public threat 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 public disease Um, message public (laughs) pandemic message threat threatening yeah yeah this is this is tough um okay how about just the message what about message in a box or the information what about (laughs) executive threat Oh, I like that. I like that. Okay, that is so it. Executive Threat, Working Title, starring Sarah Paulson and Kiefer Sutherland, uh, also Seth Rogen and Aubrey Plaza, featuring Ellie Kemper and Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Um, Gravy's favorite character. We'd be like, um, coming this summer, like, da-da-da, in a world. In a world. Yeah. Take it away, take it away, take it away. I'll jump in when, okay. you, when you have a long pause. Okay. In a world where everyone is minding their business, one epidemiologist will realize that the world is about to change forever. And in that midst, oh my God. find her long-lost brother and change the course of history. Coming this summer... Starring uh, Sarah Paulson, <laughs> Amy Schumer, Seth Rogen, Kiefer Sutherland, Aubrey Plaza, and many more. <laughs> Fine. Executive threat. 
I was picturing more of a trailer, like where we cut to actual scenes, you know, like in a world you do it. where you do everyone's it. mining. No, no, I do your do your do phrases like in a world, and then I'll do a quick little cut to the trailer. So, do do the okay. beginning of the trailer. And I'll do my Mr. Movie Fun voice. I, I don't do the best Don Laura Fontaine, but uh, I try. I'm killing it. In a world. No, that wasn't Don, that wasn't Don LaFontaine enough. We need we need someone to 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 message in with a really good Don LaFontaine voice. Um, yes, please. In a world where everyone is minding their business, I don't think you understand. People need to know what I just found. Comes an executive threat. Hey, do you have any messages for me? No, but I'm going to need all my pay time off. I've got something that I need to do. Where one woman knows that the world is about to change forever and she'll do everything to save the country under incredible odds. And in the... Here, you do that part. I was just going to say, like, um, I need to get onto the networks. I need to get this message out. As many people as possible, as quick as possible. Lives are in danger. And in the midst, find her long-lost brother and create connections that together they will save the world. Little little knowing smile, and then they meet at the forehead, kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that forehead meeting hug. Yeah. You will laugh. You will laugh. Uh, you will oh, cry. Uh, no, I, I got it from a guy in the park. <laughs> you will cry. I can't believe I left you like that. Uh, I'm sorry that had to happen. And you will be shocked. Get to the back. Get to the back. There's only one of them. I'm going to have to kill him. Starring Sarah Paulson. Get behind there and don't argue with me. Seth Rogen. Man, what'd you have to do that for? I was just sitting here. Kiefer Sutherland. I was gonna kill myself, okay? Amy Schumer. What, where, and why? <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey Plaza. Oh, you have to get in here. You have to, where, where are you? They're asking about you. They're getting suspicious. I can't hold this off for much longer. Ellie Kemper. Here, take this two times a week and just come see me. Let me fix my glasses between with my finger and the, you know, that move. <laughs> and her that glasses really keep good. falling down her nose and she pushes them up repeatedly. That's like what part of her tick. <laughs> <laughs> the actor from Boston Public. Uh, yeah, uh, just want to know if you've come across anything in your findings lately because uh, Sarah Paulson's been missing. You heard from her? And Aubrey Did Plaza. we miss anybody? And we did Aubrey did Plaza already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think we uh, missed anybody. Gabrielle Union. Oh, yeah. Um, I know he ain't seeing anybody else because how do you say no to this 
comes executive threat. This summer. Get down. Yeah. <laughs> Stay well, down. if any um, <laughs> movie producers or executives were uh, listening or later listening to or this. Or feeling uh, threatened. Get, yeah, or feeling threatened and want to buy us out or something. You can get in touch with us that you can spell this and uh, turtle in no, another. No, I was making a joke about executive threat because you said executives and I was like, executive oh. threat. Yeah, and also if any executives are feeling threatened. Uh, the movie really refers to like the executive in chief. but um, Yeah, the executive branch. Yeah, if they're feeling threatened too, get in touch with us as well. You can reach us on stereo. <laughs> Next time, we will do another movie. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, this was fun. Well, and and by the of... way, let's let's close by saying that we're fucking geniuses, okay? We're fucking geniuses. We are fucking geniuses. Executive threat. Executive threat. This is the movie oh, where the does. executive we, threat. Uh, who does the soundtrack? Really quickly, who does the soundtrack? Um, um, Enya. Not Phil Collins, that's too easy. No, not Enya. That was Sweet November inspired. Um, um, <laughs> how about Avril Lavigne? She's going to do a comeback. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I don't know if she's Avril Lavigne movie, writes but... the signature song, and it's something like, Yeah, we go, going out of symptom. Like, one, stupid while the credits roll, you know? Song right. by Avril Lavigne. Because they're like, Is that the... Avril? I think we should get the. Um, music producer from uh, Garden State to do the soundtrack. What's with your Zach Braff? You have to have some type of Zach Braff line going. No Zach Braff! <laughs> no Zach Braff! No, not back, damn it! No. That is a hard rule. Please do not. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Um, but also, I'm not kidding. Go to sleep, turtle. Go to sleep. It's been a joy. It's been great. You have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. <laughs>